Welcome to Mob Rules, episode 78, brought to you by the STC Reclamation Commission, recovering lost Imperium technology since M3099.001. Got paper? Give it to us, the STC Reclamation Society, for a better Imperium today. The STC Reclamation Society does not guarantee not turning you into a servitor upon arrival to Mars. Welcome uh-huh. to It's crisp. Yeah, that's crisp. Mm. That's that's that uh, that's American-made uh, PBR. Uh, welcome to Mob Rules, uh, brought to you apparently by the STC Reclamation Commission today. Mm. Um, which God, I love those guys. They really do. They really do do amazing work. My favorite thing that they've recovered recently was the Easy Bake Oven. I think if if like the the dark imperial future was where we're heading, I'm gonna get like a little vault and put like my son's electric scooter instruction manual on it just so in the like 41st millennium some tech priest finds this <laughs> manual for an electric scooter and just gets like fucking robot boner for four hours well yeah uh, but why does your just, son have an electric scooter oh it was his birthday last week i mean so I, I, I mean why couldn't he just have a regular scooter i mean he's a kid <laughs> this is america Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, you walk places? <laughs> uh, welcome to Mob Rules, episode yeah. 79? 79. Yeah, sure. 78. 78. Yeah, Mob yeah, Rules 78. Oh, yeah, we wrote it down on a piece of paper and everything. Yeah. Mob Rules 78. I am John, joined by... Danny? Oh, and Dave. And Dave. Dave, trying to alpha the whole fucking thing by breaking I was the trying order. To, I was trying to beta it. at Danny. I, well, you know what? I'm, I'm up for it. Just throw, me, just throw me under the bus, Dave. It's cool, dude. It's... Uh, it's fine. You're like what a son of a bitch! I, I almost said <laughs> I almost said Danny in order to uh, to pay homage to your ending last episode. Oh, you know I should have let you. That, that would have been <laughs> yeah. fair. But my Dave impression, nobody said anything about no, it. It was pretty so, spot on. Yeah, it was, I I thought I was still there actually. Right. What yeah. I was like, whoa! But believe me, we realized you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're talking a little bit about Imperial Knights. Uh, it's been three episodes since Ted's gone, so I figured it was time we start rehashing old topics again. Well, there's only so many topics we can. Yeah. Hash. You know, so we're just going to start again. So don't go back and listen to Mob Rules twenty. Three, twenty-four, early ones. Who, who remembers? Um, but new codex came out last week. Um, it's uh-huh. available for sale now, uh, and has pretty much given them like a fully flushed, really scary army. So it's we're going to go be a fully flushed, uh, really scary or boner. Just dude, yeah. you're you're an army girl at best. I just <laughs> I'm a hell. I'm a Wolverines. <laughs> yeah, you got two <laughs> tiny uh, fucking poles. I've got I've got four of them. All right. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, before we get into that, there's a few other things we want to kind of get into here, including kind of what have we been up to? How has everyone's Warhammer uh, Fortnite been? Ugh, everyone's Warhammer two weeks. I I feel like I've just been building models and building models. It's been insane. Oh, I have a model for you, by the way. Oh, I have ooh. an assembled Harlequin. <gasps> Shit, I did say I was going to do a checkered pattern, yeah. didn't I? Oh man, because yeah. Yeah. I built one thinking? too many. Well, and I in, in eight months, look for a checkered Harlequin pattern when Harlequins are no longer relevant. <laughs> oh no, I played them. They're going to be relevant yeah. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So awesome. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've been up to uh, just building stuff. Uh, bought a ticket to LVO 2019. So excited whoop, about that. Whoop, whoop. Oh, got the uh, taking my buddy Cody 
going down with a large group from uh, Alaska. It looks like we got yeah, going again, on third year in a row. We're sending down like at least fifteen people. Looks it's like from Alaska. Gonna be so much Sounds fun! Right. Yeah. Can't wait to go. Gonna do the uh, the night joust on Friday night. Couldn't get tickets to the uh, championship. Uh, they sold, sold out, out in two days. Over five over five hundred tickets. I think five hundred tickets. Didn't they say it was like five hundred and twelve? Yeah. Was so the, the term amount? is for five twelve. I don't know if they oversold. I'd be surprised if they did, um, but I'm sure the waiting list is probably fifty or sixty people. Now. Easily, easily, and you know, since I couldn't get that, and uh, I'm taking Cody, who's who's a newbie, we've decided we're going to do the doubles tournament on Sunday instead. I can just see Dave at the checkout hitting refresh, and then all of a sudden, like, oh no, the championship sold out. Guess I'll go do this casual event. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that ca- it's not that casual. The ticket man. showed up. Oh, my credit card. Where is oh, it? <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, I I will admit I, I wasn't looking. I wanted to play in the championship, but at the same time, I wanted. to I, I feel you take, would literally uh, have no fun. I, I think I would have fun actually, um, because I do actually know how to build a competitive army uh, thanks to having access to Danny's brain uh, on a regular basis these days. It's, so it's, it's a, actually a really handy thing to have. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's kind of nice. Well, thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Like fucking goddamn Rain Man for Warhammers. I, I remember when we I sat wish, down, we were like, yeah. who should we get to fill Ted's chair? And, and we were like, well, who's, who's going to be funny? Well, this guy's funny, and this guy's good, knows a lot about 40K. What if we got Danny? And then we could yeah. just always get him to help us make lists. Yeah. That seems like a, that seems like a pretty valid way to go. Like, yeah. just... We just we ignored everything else, but, right. but he'd give us lists. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, the doubles tournament, which is is mostly uh, mostly friendly, has got um, a fifty percent hobby score built in. Oh, cool! And so, you know, if I can't take the tournament by winning, because I'm not going to bring good stuff, I'm definitely going to take it by doing uh, by scoring one hundred percent, fifty percent of the time. I think you're going to. I think you can do both things. Yeah, yeah. you can do pretty well. I, You'd be surprised, yeah, like when we well. travel. Like I travel outside, like I, I like I, I crap on myself a lot for like, man, I'm not super good up here, and then like do really well in the lower forty eight. It's, it's uh, Alaska's a bizarre. Yeah, you took third in the friendly you're in. Yeah, right? yeah. So interesting thing. Uh, we have here in the state, we have three of the top fifty ITC players. Yep. So actually, like I'm 35 and I'm the lowest person from Alaska. So stop telling people that. I've been bragging well, about how good you are. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm lower than Danny. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I've been I've been selling. Nobody's Danny. bragging about you. Yeah, I was, I was like, hey guys, do you see that John's at 4,200 out of? I mean, uh, Oh, out of right. 50 i mean i'm, I'm 122nd for aldari just just putting that out there hey you know what that's I, good I, I guess I, I brag about you john thank you i appreciate it it's like i tell one of uh one of the guys <laughs> up here i don't know i was like there's only one direction for you to go buddy there's only one direction for me to go <laughs> down uh so, but, anyway. <laughs> but yeah so i've been working on my doubles list i built up a bunch of uh i, I built a bunch of uh Dark Angel uh, intercessors. Um, after weighing uh, Danny's advice uh, about what I should bring and shouldn't bring, I decided to uh, go ahead and do whatever the hell I wanted instead. Yep. So That's a good plan. Yeah, I've got a battalion, a Dark Angel battalion, with three intercessor squads, uh, some Hellblasters, two lieutenants, and an ancient because uh, plasma bomb, uh, and good. then uh, two Helverine shooty knights. Ooh, which uh, I'm running as house. Uh, no, no, it's pronounced Helverine. Uh, no, no, no. It's pronounced hovering. Yeah, hovering. No, no, no. Yeah, no, hovering. So, hovering. I, yes, hovering. Yes, hovering. Hovering. Yes, hovering knights. Yes, hovering knights. yes <laughs> they they have fly. 
Uh, Hawk Shroud. How's Hawk Shroud? Oh, some amazing stuff. And we'll Hawk get into that, I'm sure. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> joke. Thank you. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, and we got, uh, we got uh, completely Death Watch on the other side for his 1,000 points. Yeah, it's a good um, combo. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, unfortunately, it's all aggressors. So... Son of a bitch. <laughs> so he's going to... It's an early soundboard, but my entire experience with Death Watch has literally just been aggressors. Yeah. And they can go eat a flying bag of dicks. <laughs> I think there's something You're sexy welcome. about deep striking, <laughs> deep striking a bunch of aggressors in the back line, you know. Mm, maybe if you get it done two games in a row. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've also been building some um, Ideneth for a... Tale of Warlords that I'm failing terribly at. Oh, uh, the the Deepkin? You building yeah. up some fish boys? Because yep. I remember you said you were doing like your little um, sharks and stuff like it's, that was all it's, mounted. It's all cavalry, yeah. I think all I've mounted. seen three eels. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that sound right? Uh, I, they're fully built. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But uh, well, all seven models are fully built. Oh, but okay. That's as far as nice. I have made it because then I started, I was like, LVO doubles, that's in nine months. I need to think about that right now. Well, uh, I mean, kind of. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, that and spending money, making drives for ice cream. Mm-mm. I mean, stuff I can't get in Anchorage. Oh, Models. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I picked so, up on that. It just took me a second. So, Denny, what you been up to? You've been um, a busy little boy. I've been fairly busy. I've uh, been building models, been building a lot of lists lately. Uh, now that Knights are out, I think Knights are going to be a good contender in the current meta. And we'll have to see what ends up happening with... Uh, like with that codex being in the mix, their stratagems are really, really good, and so making sure you have like a stratagem battery for that army is going to be really important. But we'll but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um. So uh, I built. Uh, let's see here. I built a a, a, a gallant today, or gallant, whatever. However, uh, you, however it's you want to say gallant. Well, yeah, maybe in is it like it gallant or whatever. It, no, 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 gallant. Okay. Uh, Gallant. So yes, my knight gallant, he's uh, no 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 he's gallant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I built him today. Uh, pretty stock standard. I think that those guys are pretty cheap and pretty good. So I'm going to be taking some of those. Um, I got to let's see here. Oh, I I played in the in the last of the season Ultramar Cup. Oh um, yeah, oh, yeah. how'd that go? That was before. Uh, that was pretty fun. I took uh, an all Primaris Marine list with a repulsor. So you won then. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> and I took and and a knight warden with the old point values because I wanted to see see how cool knights are because I hadn't played with one in this edition yet. Yeah, it turns out they're pretty cool, so I won that event. Um, uh, played some pretty stiff competition, um, but yeah, uh, it was kind of a real real basic list like three units of five intercessors, uh, a captain, um, a primaris captain, a primaris lieutenant. A repulsor, four aggressors, and the night warden. So super small list, like for fifteen hundred points, but um, sounds sounds perfect. Yeah, sounds like the perfect list. I mean, when it's well piloted, you can really win some events with it. I think. Mm-hmm. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, hey, something. I've taken third with almost that same list minus uh, minus the gallant. Yeah. Yeah, that extra. Those well, I didn't two take, redemptors really I, helped. I didn't. Yeah. Right. It's much better to take something good. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been building that. I got to play a game with the Knights book after it kind of got leaked last week too uh, against our friend Nate. Um, so that was really fun. Oh, that poor guy. I know. Yeah, those Knights—they're—they're they're pretty brutal. 
Um, so yeah, I'm liking them a lot. But we'll talk about again. We'll talk about Knights of them a little bit. Yeah, I'm going a little night crazy. How do you feel about the Helverines? Um, no, 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 Helverines. <laughs> no, uh, Helverins. Helverons? Is it Helverons? No, no. It's it's like uh, that movie, uh, uh, Red Dawn. You know, except for instead oh. of instead of uh, Wolverines, it's, it's Helverines. Okay, I yeah, see. man. There, there's a reference that three yeah. percent of our audience will get. I get it. I've seen that movie. Well, wait. Did they? Well, I'm gonna need you to listen to this episode then, Danny. Did I? Uh, did I? Have, did I don't know. I did not see the new one. Have you guys seen the new? No. Why no. would you see the new one? It's like yeah, that's not. It seems, yeah, it yeah, seems not it's like seeing a new predator. That'd be stupid, dude. Oh, I, dude, no, no. no the new you know predator what? looks good. You go and shove that straight up your ass, Dave, because that's going to be a great movie. That's going to be amazing. I'm going to agree <laughs> with Danny on that one. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm done. How about you, yeah. John? What have you been oh, up to? I've buddy? been playing a lot. Yeah. Like I played three games in the last two weeks, which for me is is like three games more than I usually play in a two week. That's a record. I keep seeing you asking for games, and I'm like, oh man, I totally want to play. And then like six people jump on, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll play you, John. And I or was like, like, oh, or like one. But I was beat, but. John. <laughs> that's that's why I'm saying I brag about knowing John because John's such a good guy. Yeah. John, John plays games. That's what he does. John is really good at losing to people, which makes people feel good about themselves. Well, so I've I've played two kind of itinerations on my list in the past couple of weeks. I played my final uh, kind of version, like my final list with the links against Danny about two weeks ago here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was the last time I've used the links. I mean, it's super cool and it's a great Forge World unit, but it's 400 points. And, and like in my game against Danny, it died round one before it did anything. So right away, I'm like, oh, so I'm at 400 point disadvantage right now. That was a pretty slick seize the initiative though on my part. So. Oh yeah, and he seized the initiative on it as well. <laughs> so it was, yeah. Um, but it was a great game. Like I said, I, I've kind of decided that I'm going to kind of play more and play more competitively and kind of get get good, as the saying says. Um, so I, I've been trying to find out kind of higher quality opponents. Like with no not with the aim of to lose, but necessarily I'm gonna learn more in defeat than I would in victory. Um, which also turns out to be a lie, actually, as we'll go into here. <laughs> but I played Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I learned lots. Uh, but I played Danny I mean, and let's, his let's say that's not a quality yeah, opponent, but yeah. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a fun sense. That's right. That's right. But uh his Death Watch uh, Imperial Guard list he was kicking about before all the night leagues come out and he was like, Ooh, knights. Um, now I just have all three, and it was it was brutal. Um, there was it was a super close game though. It was uh, in the end. I think we ended what twenty seven twenty three. Yeah, an ITC that's, score that's some, or something that's, like that's, that. Yeah, something like that. It was pretty close within just a few points. We, we, within just a few points, but uh, Danny took like. Uh, it sounds like if you hadn't gotten seized on, you probably would have beaten Danny, and then been um, able to retire uh, a no, world champion. No, I don't. I don't think the. Uh, I don't, I don't think the links would have done that much. Yeah, um, it would have killed some stuff for sure. We're taking out some troops, um, but yeah, it would have done some damage to some primaries. But I don't think it would have made that huge of a difference to the way the overall game played. The way the way it kind of works for, for Danny's list he played at the time was he had um, two units of five intercessors with five aggressors for Death Watch, mm-hmm. uh, and then like a, was it a Watch Captain, Watchmaster, well Watchmaster, and they were kind of in deep strike. And then the rest of the stuff was pretty much just guard um, that was kind of right at the other end of the table. So he was shooting the shit out of me with kind of guard and, and missile weapons and, and all this other stuff. 
And as I'm moving forward, he kind of drops behind me with intercessors and aggressors and just like, I'm going to roll 18,000 shots at you. So With three rolls. Yeah. I'd, uh, <clears throat> I'd feel bad about that, but... Yay! Well, <laughs> it's, it's a super solid tactic, and like I said, when you like uh, all my stuff, I'll talk. So it's all like sixes to hit sometimes, or you know, four or fives to hit. But when you're rolling twenty thousand dice and you're re-rolling eighteen thousand dice, then it doesn't really matter what it is to hit. Uh, as soon as you hit an elf, it's toughness three. It's going yeah. down pretty easily. Um, but I, I kind of I learn a lot in that game by kind of playing to the mission and not going to get demoralized by the fact that my stuff is getting like wiped off the table yep. at an alarming rate. If, if there's ever an example of playing to the mission uh, that you know that you can follow uh, at the Ultramar Cup that you were at, Danny, I was there for you know a brief period of time and and I witnessed an all Carnifex list uh, beat Dark Angel or Dark Eldar. Oh yeah, um, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the, the Carnifex guy played to the mission and got rid of all of the ground troops of the Dark Eldar guy, so he couldn't... Well, he had some points. ground troops left, but not enough to really... But he couldn't He couldn't anything. hold the objectives, so therefore he couldn't win the game. Right, yeah. it was like a progressive scoring mission, so yeah. for each turn you stayed on the objective, you got some points. And yeah. then, so, because he was able to stay on the objectives and the Dark Eldar player didn't want to go close to the Carnifexes, he was just able to, to pile up enough points where it didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, and that's that's key for a lot of situations. Like uh, if you uh, uh, if you just kind of if you really do just play to the mission, like some uh, sometimes you can have a rampaging uh, bane blade just wrecking your tits off, and, and as long as you stay on point doing what you need to do, you can still win the you game. You get a six dollar gift voucher from GW for increased Ooh. bane blade sales. <laughs> Isn't that right, Dave? I, w- <laughs> I wish I'd gotten a six dollar gift voucher. <laughs> I got um, a hearty handshake, and they oh, uh, don't come nice. back. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So there was, but that was just immigration in yeah. the UK. Yeah. Um, but no. The, the, so so the nice thing, there. kind of like looking at it, being like, okay, crap, I have ten aggressors in my back lines. I have this stuff here, and then he's like, wait a second, I'm Eldar. I can move at least twelve inches a turn, and they only have an yeah. eighteen inch range. So my plan was just move away from the aggressors. Tactically advance. Opposite the aggressors. No, they ran away. Oh, so shooting, shooting, straight up, shooting is straight up go. retreat. Got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so that ended with kind of a, a loss. But like I said, the, the lessons I got from that were, were super good. Like I said, I appreciate it. I didn't get demoralized at all when stuff started dying. Kind of just trying to focus on that. So I followed up with playing against someone else the the week after with um, a, a Gulliman gun line uh, mixed with... Uh, who, who was that? It was, it was a local guy called Michael. And he, and he okay. had Gulliman, a uh, bunch of Primaris uh, intercessors, uh, a couple like Devastator squads, um, and then mixed in with Death Watch. And I got screwed over hard on board positioning um, because the Death Watch has that stratagem where, like, if you like an Aldar thing with the fly keyword comes within twelve inches of you, you can shoot the crap out of it. And like, I just messed up on positioning a few times and got really hit hard ah. um the other thing that i kind of learned from that game is there was about five or six squads or different units in one crater and instead of kind of asking hey can you clarify which unit is which oh, and sure. where one ah. ends and another begins i assumed okay that's a unit that's a unit that's a unit so when i'm putting fire in i'm like oh no that was this unit i'm like crap okay so this guy's uh. still here um, but this was the first one I brought in the clowns, uh, which was super fun. I brought I'm in sorry, some more you, you clowns. You brought in the what? More clowns. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. The what? 
What do you? Uh, what are clowns? Oh yeah, I brought him more clowns. Oh, uh, with clown cars. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so I brought in uh, two troops of Harlequins and uh, Skyweavers, or Starweavers, sorry, and, and kind of started trying to use those guys instead of the instead of the links. So I replaced the links with oh. kind of more and, troops. And and how do they do? Like, what do they kill? What kind of stuff do they? Oh man, so Danny, you know, play me that I go a little too aggressive. You um, can be a little <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, gung ho, a little yeah, aggressive. Sure. Um, uh, Harlequins, my, this, <laughs> I was gonna say, Danny just shot me a look that said aggressive isn't the way to describe it. So uh, I can be pretty stupid moving stuff up the oh, table. Sometimes. There it is. Okay, so so I moved the Star Weavers like straight up the table. I'm like, yeah, let's go. These guys have like four attacks each in combat. Yeah, and like I charge them in. I'm like, woo, four attacks each, hitting on threes, and woo, a wounding on oh fives. Uh oh, and then like. So, uh, but how did explosive knife vest boy do? Um, I made a tiny tactical error. No, weapon. come on. So instead of charging him into his largest unit, as was my plan, I yeah. charged him at Gulliman. Oh, oh Lord. And um, he did. He did a mortal wound to Gulliman. Oh, just, one. Yeah, just just one. No, that's like a moral uh, victory. And, and then he got pulled in, in, in one round of combat. <clears throat> yes, All right. roll a bunch of sixes. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he got pulled pretty quickly. So I put on, because what I'm doing now as well as after every game, I kind of make like little notes to myself about kind of things not to do or things to do next time. Yep. And one of them was do not charge squishy elves at Gulliman. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that Who, sounds, sounds, sounds like it, a right? solid plan. I mean, I mean, if you can get him with like a bunch of uh, like Harlequin kisses or something like that, that's about the best weapon against him. I sure. Think. Probably. Yeah. But uh, one solitaire. Yeah, it's probably uh, not enough. It's probably not enough. Um, so Solitaire had a hope and a dream. That game ended at <laughs> 24 all. It was a draw. It was oh. my first ITC draw. And I was like, and it was really crucial, like the last turn. Mm. He had the last turn. And he had two units that could shoot at my unit of uh, Rangers. I used my very last command point, so he's hitting on sixes because they're in like ruins. Um, and hate, with one hate unit. That command. Hate that strategy so much. With one unit, <laughs> he killed two rangers. And I strategically perfectly pulled the two rangers from the other side, <laughs> meaning his other unit was now out of range of my yeah. rangers. Yeah. Um, so the best. So that stopped me. That one move stopped him from getting one point for kill more. Nice. Uh, and I ended up tying that game. So like I was like at the end, I was like, oh, come on. Just roll your fucking dice. I don't care. Just roll your dice. Let's go. Um, so that was super cool. And like I said, the Harlequins, um, they didn't do as well as I thought they were going to do. But at the same time, they're probably not designed to be flung up the table as quickly as possible. Um, it, well, in my build. It depends. Yeah, like in my build. Uh, so last night I played against Nate and his Tau. Because I've been giving him crap for like months. But no, dude, your, your codex isn't terrible. There, there's builds there. There's builds there. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's play. So we played. And this time I kept my Harlequins in the backfield. So they like I had one squad that held one objective. Starweaver kind of moved off to the side to kind of deny deep strike area, mm-hmm. um, and then like another squad held the other objective, and then the Starweaver kind of moved up for recon. Okay, yeah, and they did much better kind of as backfield objectives, uh, by ch- backfield objective holding. Um, the Harlequins did, yeah. Hmm. And then the nice thing about it as well because I took the behind enemy lines um, secondary. 
uh, where you have like two units behind or in the deployment zone, right? Within right. 12 inches of their back. Within yeah. 12 inches of their backfield. If I freed up two star weavers that can move like 22 inches a turn. Yep, that's true. And yep. I just held them in my backfield. And then that way I can move them up and score that. So I have no, like these smart. things that could jump up there. So that was kind of my plan for that. Um, and then unfortunately, <laughs> Tau, as soon as you hit any kind of movement modifiers on them or hit to hit modifiers on them. Yeah. Collapse. And there's really they have a tough time with that. I can and I can understand why it feels like they're they, they Com- completely off topic because I know we're uh, well. I mean, still on topic, but uh, on topic for the episode. It, it just feels like honestly that uh, of all the codexes that have been released, that the Tau really does kind of feel the weakest. You know, it, it doesn't as as each new codex came out, it, it, you got like major boners like uh, Harlequins. Mm. You know, came out. We were good. Uh, Craft World came out. It, it well, the thing good. with Harlequins is it just they're good when used in conjunction with Craft World, or you when used in conjunction with Dracare. Like Custodes are good when used in conjunction with like all of like the ones that are super powerful to me have been good when used in conjunction with something else. Yeah, but Tau can't be used in conjunction right, with anything, which is but where Tau. they suffer from. That's, yeah. And that's kind of where all so the non Eldari Xenos races fall I, down. I, I've kind of got this bad feeling for the orc codex is coming that it's going to just be the same thing oh, you no, know it's going to be amazing it will literally be the, the complete opposite so I, but, but i feel yeah. bad like when i'm playing against nate and he goes to shoot at one of my flyers and i can put minuses on my flyer to the point where he can't even roll dice because he's four to hit minus one for flyer right minus one for alatoc yeah I, I i think a six to hit for shooting should always hit like yeah. regardless yeah and then, it, like, it just, he got, like, super down throughout, like, the whole game because he's just, like, mm. rolling stuff. And, like, what I, like, my solitaire, you know, I do the thing where I, I you know, Segra or Kegros path and then uh, dream move him. So he's, like, moving and he's, like, right there. And, like, just being able to tie up a third of his army with one model because I got four units into combat with this one guy. And then he kept rolling ones. So I think the the mirror suit did like six mortal wounds in the first round of combat. Oh, wow. wow. So yeah, because he rolled a one into another one and then he rolled it just it was a bunch of like really good dice rolls on my part too. Uh the Harlequins like I said they did really well kind of hanging out in the backfield because they're dangerous that you don't want to charge them without a plan. Right. But at the same time, like for me I don't want to kind of rush them up the field. So I ended up 32-19 winning that one. It was pretty it was pretty thing, and unfortunately, I ended up with Nate being like, "I think I'm going to shove my towel for a while," because they're just not fun. And I feel because like throughout the game, he wasn't having fun with them anymore. Well, yeah, and I understand that. Like, if you're not having fun with it, then it's okay to put that stuff down. I mean, that goes with the same for any army, though. You know, that's yeah. honestly, I, while I have a winning record with Primaris only in tournaments, you know, and I've never actually won a tournament, but I've always had fun playing them, no matter what. I, I can't see myself shelving them. They're not the most OP, uh, OP army ever. You know, I, I could easily add other stuff in. Like, I could do a, a a guard battalion for a ton of CP and some tanks and stuff, but it just doesn't appeal to me, you know? And that's that's part of the game, is, is playing something you love. So I, I get yeah. shelving yeah. something. I feel the only way you're really going to fix Tau is with kind of massive price drops. I, I don't I don't know. They need the battle suits need to be if need to be point effective. Yeah, and they're and those, just not. And yeah, those things need to go down in points by by a bit. And uh, the fire warriors are about as cheap as you can make them. I think that they're still pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think 
the problem doesn't necessarily lie within Tau. I think it lies more within the negative to hit modifiers that can right. easily be stacked. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's another discussion for another yeah, day. I is. mean, we could we could spend a whole episode just talking about. Oh, and like I so that. I painted a Star Weaver and I painted a Squad of Harlequins and I used the, the little. Did you? I did. I did, and I used the the kind of the '60s X Men, uh, like a reverse X Men color scheme. So they have like yellow sleeves and pants and like a blue torso. Oh, cool! So I was happy. Are you going to check them? Oh God, no! I tried to do like <laughs> one panel of one part of a Star Weaver, and I'm like, I'm just going to do a bunch of splotches. So I did like just a bunch of lines. Okay. Oh, I like how I, it looks. Uh, Keep it simple. A guy that I follow on Twitter actually is doing a uh, a Yvrain converted into uh, Yvrain, right? She's the female. Uh, She's the chick with the long yeah, dress. The yeah. long dress. Cat lady. The cat lady. Like um, <laughs> the cat as, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, as some sort of Harlequin leader model. But he what he did actually was cut out a bunch of uh, sticky squares and stuck them to them and then painted and pulled them back yeah. off. So that's I mean, what you did checkers with masky are, material. That's yeah. the way to do it. I was I was like, did you paint those? Because they don't really, look uniform enough for a stencil. I really don't want to make eighteen thousand like one millimeter checkers. So the way you do it is you get like like you know how the that material comes in like a strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just take scissors and like chop the little thing. Like just go along it. Yeah. Like uniform. I don't know. The, I don't the, think that's the Tamiya that masking tape. Yeah. I think is what it is, right? Oh, the, yeah. Tamiya. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. So yeah. So yeah, I painted, I assembled, I assembled like twelve Harlequins and two Star Weavers, and I painted a Star Weaver and a Harlequin. I'm like halfway done nice. painting one of my uh, my ghost jets. Um, Sweet. Yeah, I got a lot of hobbying done this week. Like I said, I I'm fairly certain I have like a really good bones of a list. I'm still on the see. Okay, here's the shitty thing. I'm on the bubble about the Dire Adventures. I'm like, well, I really like them and they're super effective. I feel I can put other stuff in that would be more effective. But then I get Azerman no, into possible. combat. I mean, <laughs> I and every time I get Azerman into combat, and he just he dies, bitch slaps everybody. Really? He's, he's really good. He's so good. So his huh, sword. That's funny. Hits I don't remember that being the case in our game. I believe a Redemptor turned him into pulp. Oh yeah, yeah. When you charge the wrong target with him, he's terrible. Oh okay. But but with like like every other game where I actually charge the right things, uh, he's been really good. Like he throws out like I like put warlock powers on him. So in combat, yeah. he has like a two up and vulnerable save. He's doing like D three mortal wounds on fives. He's just super nasty, um, and he was responsible for three of my four head hunter points in close combat. And yeah. yeah, he he. But like I said, every time I'm like, oh man, I don't know about these Dire Avengers, and then Azerman just comes in and just kind of sweeps the freaking table. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have always thought Dire Avengers were some of the coolest looking yeah. Eldar models. And then he died in Overwatch to a bunch of uh, broadsides. Yeah, broadsides are good. Like, yeah, but it was like my last turn, and I was ahead by what's on twelve points. Oh, so, so you were throwing you were throwing Nate a bone. No, I wanted to kill broadsides with Azerman. So, we'll right all right, well, that was my goal. But is. yeah, that, that's what we're being up to. Yeah, uh, we're gonna come on back in a little bit here. Uh, we're gonna talk about some Imperial Knights, but we have had some feedback on our podcast. Just as an FYI, uh, lots of good feedback actually. Yeah. And I want to say to the there's someone out there who listens to the podcast and let us know genuinely that he would much rather hear uh, 30 seconds of fart noises than our ads. I'm like, oh, okay, so so this one's for you. We'll be right back.
Yeah, I know. I, I will say, now that I press record again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they, we're back. They did have a point about fart noises. Yeah, that was, uh, that, was that, that was um very artistic. It was beautiful. I felt it was classy. It was. It was, it was uh, <laughs> much like this podcast is. Yeah. And always has been just mm-hmm. a real class mm-hmm. act. And we're continuing that fine tradition of classy <laughs> fart noises. I just right. I just checked our uh, our dick counter and we're actually at like zero right now. What? I'm oh, sorry. No, there's at least two sorry, dicks at, at this table. We're at one. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably three and a half dicks. Yeah. <laughs> they got my dick message. <laughs> they did. Uh, so um, we're talking today about Imperial Knights. Oh. Um, they just got their codex last week. Um, they've gone through kind of many different phases. They first mm. appeared in Epic as really weird 2D chicken walkers. Uh, they were terrible in Epic. Um, they weren't great in Epic. There was always better options. I like the one them. that was bending over. Oh, like. Yeah, like, you know, come, yeah. Come, come give it to me. <laughs> I am a terrible choice for this army. Don't spend your points on this. Uh, so we had that there, and then we also had the Imperial Knight, the first Codex come out. And I remember kind of seeing this beautiful kit come out. I'm like, yeah, I want to run one. And then I go out and buy the Codex, and it's literally two units. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, seventh edition, the Imperial Knight Codex. That was six, I think. Actually. Was that six? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. six. Because you had the 6th edition Imperial Knight Codex where you had the two units. Right. And then they upgraded it in the 7th edition to one five. to five. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's like a 120% improvement. <laughs> guess what? We're up by three more units in this codex. So uh, We are. Four. And five. 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 Five more? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a bunch more in there. We'll go, we'll one, go over two, there in a second. Yeah, but this four. is now our 8th edition. Four new ones, right? The rest are the same? We have our... Fortification. Oh, right. The fortification. I don't count that as a unit, Oh, actually, six. Canis Rex. Yeah. Canis Rex. That does count. Oh, seven. The other, the new Knight Preceptor. So, see, like, there's, like, they more than doubled again. Yeah. That's, like, another 120%. So, we're waiting for, like, ninth edition, where it's going to be, like, 14 different (laughs) Imperial Knights. Oh, my God. Jeez. Oh, my God. As long as Gulliman doesn't get a Knight suit. Armagers are going to become troop choices. So, oh. No, no, thank you. But yeah, so now we have our third Imperial Knight Codex official. Um, oh, yeah. And I feel they're actually an army now. Um, whereas I, before they were, hey, look at this cool big model we made. It's, I feel Someone like sat and was like, how can this work on the table? I, I honestly feel like it's more possible to be a legit standalone army by itself now. But it, it still feels like an addition army. You know, like it, it works better with somebody else. It's not like... So you mean like Death Watch? Um, no, because Death Watch is sexy just by itself. Well, it's well, sexier I mean, with others. It's sexier yeah. with others. Uh, most Imperial Mar- <laughs> Like most things. Yeah. <laughs> like most things. It requires more than one for maximum sexiness. I don't know. When I'm, standing al- when I'm standing alone by myself, junk tucked, looking in the mirror, I'm pretty sexy. But it could be could sexier you that out? I didn't mean to say that. You. <laughs> junk tucked, staring in the way. <laughs> Buffalo Bill I think, style. I think I'm sexy. I do me. Uh, I can't um, play that song. There's yeah, copyright. Yeah, involved. I know. You're welcome. Um, Where were we? Just yeah. uh, let's start at the beginning of the Night Codex. There, so yeah, uh, sure. at the beginning of the Night Codex. Are, what, so, okay, so are we going to talk about fluff? Or are we going to like which? Yeah, which let's, part let's start a little beginning? bit with the fluff. That's good. Yeah. yeah, lead me into lead me down the fluffy <laughs> path. Danny. So previously on Mob or Rules, John. we discussed I John. <laughs> I was going to say previously on Mob Rules, we discussed how the knights were kind of um, they landed when humanity was sent amongst the stars and they were used and last out time we talked about them i could not get over the fact they were used as farm equipment yeah and then like retrofitted to battle suits 
like someone saw this giant fuck off knight without guns and then was like yeah let's give him a combine harvester that's that's the best <laughs> use of that well if you don't have any enemies i mean you can't, you can't shoot vegetables out of the ground. I yeah, mean, but I don't I take mean, a can. fucking... It's probably way more fun than to get a combine harvester to it. I don't take like a... I don't take like an F-22 fighter and be like, yeah, I can fly one guy commercially with this. <laughs> or I can corrupt us with this F-22. Yeah. <laughs> Look how efficient <laughs> Look I am. Look at the fart advert coming back yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah. I don't know. I just... Um, and the, the fluff was kind of changed around them to, so that they were kind of pre-Imperium. Almost there. I like the Lancer class knight. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like the, the idea that they they you know when the Imperium was was spreading out and you had these guys that were the these big knights that were being piloted by um, you know uh, people across the uh, when they landed. So basically using them as like all right, let's conquer whatever's here because we're expanding here and then you know and finish turning them into farm equipment i feel like it made perfect sense you know well i mean that's what they originally designed for is like a multi-purpose thing like how how need, this big fuck off chain sword we'll use this to cut corn or or big trees you, or sorry future corn. so you're, you're telling me you don't believe that on a giant fuck off big spaceship flying across the uh, the universe they couldn't carry two sets of equipment to equip uh to no. be why would you carry two sets of equipment when you can just build anything you need from sdc's Exactly. Well, well. Here's the thing. STCs. Okay. Like, Don't oh, forget man. to send them to Mars. <laughs> we need this fence post set in. Bring in the Imperial Knight. All right. So. The Knight Pile Driver is a classic build. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Knight, the Fence Knight. <laughs> oh, it has a big sword. No, no, no. It has a fence post driver. I, I think, I, I would be afraid of a knight with a fence post driver. Actually, just. Just logging, just shooting giant fence That's posts at you. That's very 40k. Yeah. The, 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 the fence is made of human bodies where the fence just forced the dude down. They're just, they're just like uh, uh, like pressurized corpse starch. Ugh. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, greatest scarecrows. Um, uh -huh. but yeah, yeah, so like they expand out uh, and, you know, we have farming nights and all that other kind of stuff. And, and then we get into kind of our new fluff. So... The thing I like the most about the fluff is how the the uh, throne mechanicum changes, like the viewpoint of the of the wearer. And since only the most like charismatic and skilled of the colonists were able to become knights, those were those ended up being the people in charge. And so it gradually changed all of their societies to be kind of like kind of the same, very feudal, if you will. Right. And so they yeah. became more authoritarian and uh, uh, kind of more conservative. Because, yeah, and that's so, the nice thing, because you're right, the, the, the knights themselves start imprinting their machine personality on the riders. Right, right, right exactly. And so they were bound to the uh, chivalric code, and uh, that that made them kind of, uh, uh, kind of uh, conservative. And so when, uh, like, the Age of Darkness did end up happening, um, they were kind of insulated from that because they didn't use thinking machines um they didn't use uh they didn't like modify themselves genetically they didn't they burned all their psychers at the stake so they're classy mm -hmm. um, um did they build a wall to keep the psychers out they might <laughs> they deported all the corpse starch <laughs> corpse starch of psyker corpse starch. Uh, yeah Oh man, Ugh. I'm writing down the word "corpse starch" because I feel there's a commercial. I, I there. feel we can use that. Well, you could probably work uh, if we if we do uh, farts again. You could do 30 seconds of farts, but just say "corpse starch" also in there like 16 times. You know, so that was my Gullum and Napping commercial. Was yeah. just 30 oh, spoiler seconds of alert. Farts. Yeah, yeah. 
He's just uh, a, he's just uh, a sleep farter. Jeez. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like my dog. God, I sure hope somebody comes to wake him up soon. Um, I do love Fred. So does the internet, apparently. So night houses. Mm-hmm. N- night houses. So uh, there's two different I, types, right? right? So you've got the Mechanicum, uh, like or Mechanicus aligned houses, and then you have the Imperial aligned houses. So uh, are mechanical, uh, Mechanicum, sorry, uh, Mechanicum aligned houses, uh, do they seem to be more? Um, it's, it's yeah, is it mechani- yeah. Mechanicus? So Mechanicum is, uh, I had to correct myself, right, just now? Yeah. Because yeah. like uh, Mechanicum is 30K, Mechanicus is 40K. Pretty much everything after the Horus Heresy got bureau- bureaucratically changed to I, us. Because they were the, just the Mechanicum, and now they're the Adeptus Mechanicus. Oh, that's my bad. Part, I, of the, part of the Imperium. I, no, no, you're fine. I, I assumed that uh, Mechanicum was what they used to actually create more servitors. Because um, when a mommy um, Megos oh, and a daddy Megos love each other, oh, Jesus they, is that not what happens? Uh, I'm not really from. I haven't bought that codex so, yet, so I don't yeah. know. Oh, that's is bad, that, dude. All right. Uh, <laughs> cut that out, John. Is that, that, a, is that, does that qualify as a dick joke? Uh, like, let's, I just want to like stop for a second and... Okay, good, good, good. Because there's a lot of hard metal to come here. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of metal jokes. Ah, so um, iron hard. But but uh, so the Mechanicus. Yeah. Um, they're uh, aren't they well, more piloted you mean by? Yes. <laughs> yes. So the yeah. Uh, so, so the, the Mechanicus, Mechanicus. The pilots are they, are they the Mechanic uh, Mechanicus aligned houses? They're more uh, mechanically built precepts, uh, princeps. Uh, piloting them rather than like the humans of the other feudal well, worlds, I right? Mean, yeah, I'm sure that they have a lot more augmentation going on, um, but like virtually they're they're pretty close to the same, except um, the houses that. So okay, so this is the way I kind of viewed it when I read the Codex, and this is just totally my my take on it. I felt like all the houses that are aligned to the Mechanicus were weak, like weak, more weak willed than the ones that are the Questor Imperialis, which are the ones that are Imperial land houses, because they kind of like gave in to the to the mechanicum because it was at that point mm. usually when they like during like the rediscovery of all these different worlds that they decided to become like go back into the fold right and so like the mechanicum was able to come in there and influence them and make them swear fealty to them mm-hmm. like, not, we can make not, sure your shit works right we can make right. sure your knights work and also you're going to see like the people who aren't the mechanicus houses the questorus guys have had some system in place and kind of repair and refreshing their knights R- right and so yeah so they were better able to uh like make better quality knights whereas a lot of the mechanicus or mechanicum or and or mechanicus aligned houses at that point in time or or now anyway um are were had a harder time building and maintaining like the like like the their knights that they had in stock <laughs> yeah they try sending them out to get like revamped at West Coast Customs or anything. They put like rims on a '89 night, and it was just like, no, the yeah. engine's still really shitty on it. Right, <laughs> still doesn't still drive. Still souls, and like, um, you have to put a bunch of surfs in there. It's a real pain in the yeah. ass. I just yeah, I'd have to say like three prayers to get it started instead, instead of, of two. Right, God, right. It's, oh my it's God. The, the worst. La- the, the lack of efficiency is really disappointing. Yeah, it's terrible. The, so, because uh, reading through the Codex, which you know I bought and you bought and. John wishes he'd bought but didn't. The, oh, I bought a Star Weaver instead. <clears throat> Ooh, probably a better choice actually. The uh, just wait till I surprise you with these stratagems, John. Oh snap! Oh no! I oh, no! Read- you can just listen to this review and you'll oh, know no. everything. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Cross stratagems out. 
Danny from uh, talking about <laughs> the uh, Con- continue. Yeah, John's taking notes, notes now. <laughs> um, so, so looking through it, I, I'm less uh, enamored <laughs> as far as the knights go with the Mechanicus aligned houses. They just, they just don't they. They don't do anything for me, you know. Does, does it talk yeah. about what, lore does, does just it don't. talk about what stratagems they would use against Eldar? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you'll have to read the book. Damn it! Oh, okay, it's man. in a book. Take a look. Buy your own fucking code. Um, I, I want to go back a little bit here. The Throne Mechanicum. There's this yeah, sure. Right. Randomly amazing sounding thing. Um, where it's just the seat that the pilot. It's a chair. It's yeah. a chair. Um, and like we talked about, the, the the personality of the knights starts to kind of take over. But yeah. the really neat thing about it is the knights are passed down from generation to generation to generation. So you start getting like the memories of your ancestors kind of like seeping into right. you as well. Right. Because the, the knight kind of leeches off your memories. And there, there's talk of like knights who like after the pilot was slain, they use his like memories like freaking Scarlett Johansson, like Ghost in the Shell style, and continue to we pilot don't talk, themselves. That's not a thing. So uh, I was reading the I was reading the book uh, King's Blade, which is, uh, uh, but I think it's by Josh Reynolds. Uh, anyway, uh, it's uh, uh, it's a Black Library novel about a knight or about knights in general, and uh, like the throne mechanicum in there will give the pilot advice from like his ancestors, which is really cool. Like they'll be like, no, you shouldn't trust you shouldn't trust that Inquisitor. Well. I don't know, man. Inquisitors are pretty cool. No, no, dude. Inquisitors suck. Let me tell you. They'll exterminate <laughs> you in like two seconds. Like, let me tell you what me and your great, 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 great grandfather found out about Inquisitors. They fuck ba- real good. That's no, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, the... Uh, I enjoy the, the Windows update noise. <laughs> the, the great uh, throne is also like just filled with the spirits of your ancestors, kind of like uh, how the... Uh, all of the a lot of the Asian cultures here on, on Earth think that the ancestors watch over them and just provide advice all the time. So I'm, I I want to imagine that one of the one of the people providing advice is like a really bitchy old grandma, sad that you haven't married yet, started having kids, or or they trained one wrong as a joke, but that's the only memory <laughs> that 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 night kept. <laughs> that it kept, yeah, because it erased the rest. But oh, this guy is like really radically different than everyone else. This shit must be important. And they like choose the the Hilverin that decides that no, it's, it's jumping it's, up and it's down on one those leg. Those guys don't in the backfield, just jumping, just jumping. What those guys? What they don't have a hel- they don't have a throne mechanicus or the throne mechanicum. Though. Oh man, that's that's how crazy the ideas were then when you got put in there. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so super crazy. So so the houses. The houses. I'm, I'm a big fan of the mecha- I'm a big fan of the Mechanicus houses yeah. myself. Um, I'm just saying, uh, fluff wise, uh, fluff wise. I, I didn't appreciate them as much as I did the other ones. It sure. seemed like well, they had to struggle and fight to to maintain everything. Right, they had to work a lot harder than the. Than the I, I feel like you shouldn't be given everything. You should work really hard for what so, you have. Wow. So the the guys, the ones or that marry, align themselves for you, or marry a precepts that's really rich. Um, <laughs> the, the Imperial houses, the non Mechanicus ones. Um, they they kind of act like space marine chapters. They were they're kind of like a part of the Imperium, right? But there there's a little bit of autonomy to it there. Sure, and they like they offer to protect like not only their world, but I think also some of the worlds around them too. Kind of like fall under their fiefdom. Yeah, kind um, of kind of like mini Ultramars. We kind have yeah. what, what what would be some kind of standout uh, Imperial Knight houses or Imperial houses for for you guys there? Well, I. I'm a fan Hawk of Hawkshroud. Hawkshroud. Um, I'm just from the fluff perspective. Um, 
Hawk Shroud never turns down a request for aid, no matter what. Yeah, they make a lot of really powerful friends. Like reading the like the fluff yeah. on some of their things. Like they have all kinds of like special like they take insignia from other houses or like other allies. So like if a Space Marine chapter gives them an honor, like to like wear their chapter symbol, like they'll wear it no problem. Yeah. So, which is yeah, pretty that, cool. So you've got House Terran. Um, so, so Terran, I th- I really enjoyed the their home world. Just sounds so goddamn dull. And that's why they go crusading across the galaxy. Because <laughs> it's boring is because there. like everything they do, and I imagine them doing like these elaborate drills, like almost like the the uh, the the guards at Buckingham Palace doing these oh, elaborate yeah. drills sure. and shit like that in the I, home world, but under no real danger. I, I think of them more kind of like the ultramarines of the night houses. You know, they're just no, because ultramarines actually do shit in Ultramar because there's Tyranids, there's all these other stuff there, and, like Hawkshire or Terran, they're just. Time to harvest that tree <laughs> fence again. No. <laughs> okay. Guess we'll go crusading. Hey, was that a psychic impulse saying somebody needed help someplace? No, because they burned all the witches. Nope. Okay. So, yeah. So, how's Terran? Uh, boring. Very uh, Imperial Guard. You can't make a, a Terran knight laugh, actually. Um, you, yeah, a lot never. of people try. Yeah, no. no. They, they, they show they, no emotion. They show no emotion. And, and they're they're just, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. They just stand there. You could piss on them and wow, they'll just sound, be like... They sound lame as yeah. hell. Uh, so <laughs> the poster boy. The uh. poster boys. Uh, House Cadmus. Um, uh, they're they, for their autonomy. Yeah. Like they value freedom. Yeah, they were bound to the, the brave heart of houses. Yeah, they yeah. were with the Mechanicum. Oh, yeah. England. Um, <laughs> and then they regained their independence, their freedom, if you will. Uh, oh, when, when Griffon uh, Four died? Uh, they Griffin Four became a small snack for for a Tyranid Hive Fleet. Oh yeah, that's right. They really don't like giving up that stuff to Hive Fleets. So, but they go on uh, hunts every year, and and that's something else is described in their fluff is that it does they, they go on hunts, and I, all I imagine <laughs> is they they go like almost. I really want this to be like English nobility fox hunting. Yep. Where they all get dressed up in their finest night gear and oh, shit yeah. up their finest weapon, and then they chase like one uh, one plague drone through the forest. Oh, you think it's a plague drone? No, they, in, in my head, it's it's like a wolf rider they capture and and uh, an orc uh, cyber boar. Um, yeah, or or and, just and like one it's just they hunt ab humans on their homeworld. Oh, oh yeah, maybe they put a flag. Well, on I one. mean, if you gotta, <laughs> maybe the ab humans are furries dressed as like people all dressed as foxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mob Rules does not uh, endorse John's comments about furries. Uh, we accept all listeners, whether you no, we don't. wear uh, <laughs> If you're listening to us in a furry costume, stop right now. I already got your download. <laughs> guess, <laughs> I guess I'm not listening to our thing again. I just, oh, uh, man. Oh. Uh, but uh, I, I like their motto, actually. I like Cadmus's motto, which is, uh, they who are not our allies are our prey, which basically just to me is like, you know what? Either you're gonna, uh, we'll we'll help you, or you're either with uh, us just, or we'll yeah. fox hunt you. Yeah, we'll uh, stick a flag on you. And uh, man, good times, good yeah. times. So, please, someone model two uh, cabinet knights hunting one group of plague zombies with flags stuck through their backs. That'd be a really great uh, like diorama. Yeah, like a yeah. Well, the annual Cadmus hunt wouldn't wouldn't be that great. Uh, with two, two plague zombies with being chased by giant imperial knights. You would have to use the. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, is it Halvorins? 
that uh, we said? Yeah, that, that's how you say it. Say it? Okay. You, um, you got it right that time. Thank yeah. God. Hooverines. Hooverines? Oh, the Hooverines. Uh, the Hoverines. Hoverines. The Hoverines. Hoverines? Yeah. Hoverines before Hoverines before Hoverines. There's there's House Griffith. Now, you know, nobody likes House Griffith. A bunch of Lancelots. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's a terrible house, and, uh, and a, nobody should ever want to be House Griffith. And anybody that actually paints like an entire House Griffith army is probably a terrible painter so and like, should be ignored. Who has an entire House Griffith army? Is, that it, Duncan? Very, is it Duncan? It's, is uh, that his Yeah, house? it's Duncan. It's his. Okay. Uh, Can you be nice to him, please? Yeah, because like he really helped me with like three of my models that I'm very proud of now. That's, that's true. You did follow a lot of his guides, but they haven't been putting out anything lately except for like videos where Duncan tells you how great Imperial Knights are. So They, they did a really nice um, playthrough through of Warhammer Quest. That was super good. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, they... Um, but yeah, uh, they are, uh, they pretty much just run night errands that, yeah. that are really hot headed and, you know, they act like the, uh, Iceman from Top Gun. Just want to get in there and, and just want to get in there and smash I don't think and you go. know who Iceman so is like in Top sure. Gun because he wasn't the hothead. Who was um, Val Kilmer? Wasn't that Iceman? That's Iceman, but he wasn't a hothead. Val he was Kilmer the, was a dick in Top Gun. Yeah, but House Griffith aren't dicks. Yeah, they are. Hold on, I'm gonna. Wait, we're gonna we're gonna fact check this. Yeah, fact check it. Um, wait, wait a second, because son of a bitch. There. We're, we're waiting while Danny fact checks. The. Uh, Sorry, I turned down your microphone while Danny fact checks. <laughs> wow, what a dick! All right, so okay, and we're back. All right, Dave, you're back. All right, good. <laughs> Um, it I don't says know why right Ted here. didn't use this power more in us <laughs> to turn people off. Yeah. Uh, I listened to some of our episodes. I think he actually did. Like, John's got the power to turn people off already. Ooh. <laughs> accuracy burn. Ooh, is that a point? Yeah. yeah. Can I keep track of those? Yeah. Okay. So, cool. Welcome to Mongols, like where the uh, scores are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so they're, uh, uh, they're known for their aggressiveness. And they're like they're good in close combat, so they want to. Did get they there. feel right, I, the need for speed? <laughs> the need for speed. It just says that they go that they're really aggressive. It doesn't say that they're particular fast. <sighs> good, good to know, I guess. Yes. Uh, no, it. it I'm don't, sorry. Who am I trying to disprove? Somebody? I don't you, even know. You know what? I don't, I don't even know anymore. Mechanicus houses. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. We got, a, got two you more. Can't, oh, we got dude, two more. Yeah, there's two more. There's two more important ones. I mean, we, we could skip over House Mortan, which just no, no, sounds like Mortarian. We are fucking That's talking okay. about garbage Mortan. one. We need. To it's talk the about best Hotstrap. of all. The, it's the best of all the 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 Questor Imperialis. Uh, House Morton. Yeah, House Morton Salt. Morton Salt. So, <laughs> please, Danny, I will pay for you to custom make transfers <laughs> of like the chick holding the umbrella to go on the shoulder pad. Oh, that's the best. Um, oh. So they, they fight on like a darkness shrouded world that's on the very edge of the Imperium and they only were actually brought into the Imperial fold in M35. So they like skip the heresy. So they by, were, by default, really recently in the, in the, the you know, grand picture. Right. It's because it's still 6,000 years or whatever it is. Well, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. yeah fairly recently, but, like comparatively to everything else. Um, but All yeah, right. they, they hunt the, these, like their world is shrouded in shadow. So they are constantly fighting these giant beasts that live in the shadows. Giant bees? Be- beasts. <laughs> beasts. Bees. Your knights are useless. <laughs> giant beats. They're only half buried in the <laughs> just, were, they, were they by Dre? Vadum. Vadum. 
Vidum. Oh, <laughs> oh this <laughs> might be, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, so, uh, they make the, a lot the, of their, sugar their there. Their carapace weapon is a UV light, like the little bug zapper. It's a zapper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, Matt, off topic. Matt off topic there. Well, what else for Morton? Uh, so, so, yeah, they were recently in the fold, so they haven't got like a lot of the bullshit before. Which is interesting, because you think... Yeah. Well, when, you know, Dark Angels come up and they go like, hey, we need your help. I'm like, yeah, cool, man. We'll work for you. We like Space Marines. They're like, oh, yeah, but just don't ignore anything you heard about the heresy is wrong. They're like, oh, what's the heresy? They're like, I like you. Yeah. (laughs) You're my favorite. Let's be friends. Let's be allies. Let's be allies forever. So, Hawk Shroud. Hawk Shroud's pretty cool. Let's talk about them. That is like your guys' favorite ones. Um, They're they're very buddy-buddy with Imperial Fists. They're, They're like... The, the next neighborhood over from Blood Angels. Uh, they just like, try and kill all the tall they don't, they don't even have free blades. Yeah. Because they're so accepting. God, what a cool place. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this like modern liberal hippie place where it's they like, accept all knights <laughs> of all creeds. It's like Canada. <laughs> <laughs> they're friends with everybody. They just, like, yeah. They're always apologizing. Right. Yeah. Ooh, like, sorry. Like, E. They blow up a grab tank. Like, oh, sorry, that, that looked expensive. <laughs> <laughs> or they kill a bunch of wraith knights, and they're like, oh, "I'm sorry about your ghost brothers." Yeah. Here, here's the spirit zones. We save these for you. Oh my right. god, that does seem like something they would do. Yeah, would be like murder the entire Eldar army, but return to the Farseer like eighty thousand soul stones. <laughs> soul stones. Maybe there you go. Hang out of these. Don't let don't let Slanesh get them. Sorry, we had to kill your buddies. Yeah, it wasn't our fault. They yeah. attacked first. Yeah. They're coming right for us. <laughs> um, Boom. Yeah, no, I, I I, just, after reading through it, I, I just really liked the Hawk Shroud. Uh, I liked the way that they, they appeared to behave. And I, their motto, no request for aid shall be denied, is just really fucking irritating. It's, I think it's awesome, actually. How's Hawk Shroud? How's Hawk Shroud? Oh, thank God. Our crops. They need, they need harvested. <laughs> they need to, the ground needs to be tilled immediately. <laughs> But, but we're fighting turnids over here. Now, brother, no call for Go. aid. Remember the words of the house, brother. Send one of the send one of the Hooverines and uh, and 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 go over there he and just you can shoots it. up the ground. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what the Hooverines' weapon was originally used for was tilling the land. Well, they with, just they put seed bullets. pods in there, right? Yeah. So when they just shoot, they can just shoot seeds into the ground. Accidentally shoot the seeds three miles under the ground. Well, they live on an interesting planet, John. Yeah, that's fair. It's that's full fair. of rock, that's and he did that heavy-duty uh, defense post. The rock builder. is very accepting of all life. <laughs> Hooverines are able to do 2d3 um, damage heavy the, uh, friends posts. You know there's also a house you guys have mentioned, House Dracus. It's, uh... We, all right. Oh, yeah, from the, from Astropole? Uh, from the, uh, the Freeblade game. Uh, the little oh. mobile game. Yeah, that's what, those are the guys in the book, too. Yeah, yeah. House Dracus. Um... Which we'll go into, and their house, their world has like, well, they have five a houses. Of when they, who really shoot me hard. Well, apparently. they they have uh, <laughs> five different houses in the uh, on their home planet when the first book starts, mm-hmm. but they're all like named different. Like after like there's House uh, Dracus, there's House Bracus, uh, Chimera, Chimera, Krakus, <laughs> Dracus, Arrakis, Arrakis. It's a Dune reference. You wouldn't uh. get it. <laughs> 
this House nice. Arconin. That's their motto. House Atreides. This is the- <laughs> it's, all, it's all just <laughs> copies of Dune. <laughs> Our uh, motto is we're just Dune references. Yeah. <laughs> What's a Dune? I don't know. I found it on this piece of paper. Mm. It's an. It's by an ancient literary genius, Frank Herbert. But I, I don't mean that. <laughs> that. I mean, okay. I'm. All right. I mean, we could talk for hours wow. about how Dune's overrated, but we we won't right now. We have a lot of other stuff to cover. Yeah. Look for our new podcast, <laughs> Overrated Dune, available every Dune other, other Friday. <laughs> Reasons why the novel Dune is overrated, but the universe and story shows promise. Rules <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Moi um, rules. That's you, the next. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a Dune reference. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so those are the those are of course are the major houses uh, aligned with the Imperium. Obviously, and you know it, it's your fluff do whatever the hell you so want now we do, talked about those stupid houses let's talk about some questor mechanicus houses yeah the mechanicum houses well i don't think there are any I mean, we can go ahead and just skip right over those and go straight to free blades uh the mm. terrainus man so let me tell you about my favorite house like okay so in the rules they're my favorite house um uh terrainus is the terrainus yeah yeah Darth Tyrannus. Tar- Darth Tyrannus. Tyrannus is my favorite house. Tyrannus. <laughs> I don't know. Is it supposed um, to be Tyrannus? Tyrannus? Like I have I no idea how to pronounce. I believe that. it's Tyrannus. Well, I've um, seen but the, they can't do I've it seen with the a Dune w- movie, and they call it Tyrannus in that. So, but they they can't do it with a Y because Star Wars and Darth Tyrannus. Oh, I, if yeah. I had to guess, that's why it's spelled weirdly like that. Um, but they have like. This is a, okay. This is such a weird 40k thing. Be like, look, we have the oldest night suits of all houses, and that's like me showing off like my 1993 Ford Tempo and showing off and be like, look, I have the oldest car of all of us here. Well, it's more like showing off your badass hot rod from the 60s, you know, or whatever. I mean, like that's fair. Yeah, but we've met John when things were built. Where things where things were built, right? Yeah, my first car was a 93 Ford Tempo. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's, I've met John. It would be a 93 Ford Tempo. And I hated that thing so much. But it had an auto start, which my current truck is. That's nice. Yeah. Um, All right. But yeah, so so Terranus, they were were from Mars. Yep. So so it makes sense that they were uh, Mechanicus aligned. Yep. Because I feel if they weren't, they would be uh, quietly removed from the records. They very <laughs> by quickly. The, by the order of Reductus. Yeah. Yeah. There would be Reductus. Like, I'm sorry. Hey, man. There's a night house here, right? Nope. No, no. We, <laughs> we <laughs> just Not saw. anymore. Nope. But, sure? but no, we saw those. Like, nope. No. That was. No, uh, check your records. Whoa. Oh, they're all, they're all, they're all sharpied out. How did that happen <laughs> so fast? <laughs> man, oh, where crazy. this record was, it just now says censored. <laughs> it says your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who lives on Mars? Your mom's Your mom, toaster. Yeah. Oh, oh, snap. <laughs> That's a Mechanicus joke. Your folks. mom's yeah. toaster makes bread on Mars. <laughs> it's funny on so many levels because toasters don't make bread. Oh, oh, they do oh. in the 41st millennium. I'm really enjoying this We Are Drinking Mob, mob Rules podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I hope our listeners do. Uh, so. Uh, Tyrannus is your favorite, Danny. Yeah, and so House uh, Tyrannus is why, definitely my why, favorite. Uh, Tarina, uh, why is Tarantino? House, it's why pronounced is, Tarantino. Why is House Tarantino. Why is House Tori Amos your favorite? Uh, in the background or from the rules, in a rules perspective? In the background, I think they're one of the coolest Mechanicus aligned houses because they're like the oldest. So they're like the template that all of the other houses for the Mechanicus are built on. Um, they only serve, they, at the end of the heresy, they had two viable night suits like that's it oh they sound like they suck i mean if they'd been i mean 
I mean, to be fair, Nighthouse based on Mars towards the end of the heresy. Oh my god, can you even gonna imagine? going to get fucked over pretty hard. Right, because I mean, half not the other nights... good pilots, like Hawkshrod pilots. But if they were like... Oh, hey, yeah, man, were there Hawkshrod pilots on Mars during the heresy, John? Were there? Hmm? Uh, Dave. I mean, Dave? Oh no, I you mean, asked where John, am I? I'm like, I'm going to wait for him to answer. <laughs> I don't want to intrude. I don't want to step on anybody's So toes. like when, when you have wow. the War Master knocking at the doors of Terra. Right. And they're pulling everyone back to Mars. I'll be like, uh, so Tarianus. We need all your knights. I'm like, well, bro, we have to protect our, our suits for the future. Like, no, 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 Tori Amos. We need you right here on, on Terra now. So, yeah. They're probably the two they have surviving were the two that didn't make it out on time or were in the shop getting were, fixed before they got to Terra. Weren't those the ones that, that they sent to the webway? It was Wasn't that the webway? So, you're, yeah. say, you're saying oh, this shit, house okay. lo- tried to hide knights so they wouldn't get destroyed? No, no, no. Wow. They, no this house the sounds emperor, like a bitch. The emperor commanded uh, them to go into the right, webway to sure fight they against did. some... Yeah. Sure he did. Word bearers. He was he was busy leaders, sitting there thinking to himself, I better send custodies. two of Tarantino's knights about it. into yeah. um, the webway. Yeah, that sounds like the end. They, they are too featured, busy crying over Sanguinous. They are featured Sanguinous in... Sanguinous wasn't um, dead yet. You no, don't know that. He didn't die. He's not even dead yet. He was no, dead, he's dead, he's dead still, now. He's still alive He was dead now. inside he's in from the start. We, well, like, of course, he's a blood angel. He's been dead inside since his life. But they were featured in... every blood angel player. Yeah, yeah. He's dead inside and a terrible person. <laughs> I was a Miller burn. Um, well, that was just an all blood angels burn. It works really well. Yeah, uh, but no, they're they're featured in the Mechanicum novel. Um, oh yeah, yeah, really hard. Um, well, but, and they're fighting against like other Titan legions and all kinds of stuff. That's like it's not it's not just some whippy space marines. Let's put yeah, it that way. No, and, and they they hold their own for a lot of it. Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're saying as well that the, their knights' thrones do not alter their brains. Oh, that's oh, probably that's nice. cool. Yeah, so yeah. so they, they I mean, that's have probably a, because their they, pilots they, are all robots anyway. Well, no, so they're not partially. They, they are, they are loyal to the Mechanicus first, and their house second, which is another thing that's brought up about. Oh, that's that interesting. Thing there. Yeah. So so they're like loyal to a fault to the Mechanicus, and I th- they think it's because their chairs don't alter their brains at all. So so if that any, makes sense, actually, if any of yeah. the knights' houses, these guys are the ones where they aren't being affected, and they don't have the her- uh, the hereditary kind of stuff going through, and being based on Mars and being consistently upgraded to the best tech, um, they're going to be loyal to the Mechanicus first because I mean, almost at this point, it's not a house; it's just it's kind just of like an, an extension of, of Mars. Mechanicus. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just may as well call them a bunch of uh, Dune crawlers and, and send them on their way. In that case, yeah. You know. Yeah, but yeah, the super hard uh, So that was uh, House Tori Amos. Um, uh, let's talk about the big house for like Raven is like the most well known. Yeah, at least well, in of the course book it's here. the most well known. It's featured prominently in Forgebane. Okay, okay, is it? Yeah, have I? Read I mean, their color schemes. No, not a book. The box. The, the box. box set, set. The Forgebane oh, box set. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, it, that's 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 they were they were they, like th- this was one of the two color schemes of the Games Workshop used for like their house army. So this mm-hmm. is effectively like the house army, the other Ultramarines yeah. army. Yeah. So this is the yeah. Um, but they they have closely they're, they're linked to the Forge World of Metallica. Yeah. Uh, by default, the best Forge World. It's it's true. So it's, well, okay. So yeah. it's really good in the thirty second millennium, but their last eight millenniums haven't been anywhere near as good. No. <laughs> um, it was after they cut all their hair off and put mechanendrides in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they finally went fully soulless <laughs> and sold that to the machine, they were just not as enjoyable anymore. Oh, I mean, man, you understand it to a I, level, but you they just weren't as good I, as I back think, in the Heresy. I think they went downhill for me when they uh, when they started, you know, fighting against Napster 
that's uh, just the I mean, one guy, though. Just really. let the STCs be free to House everybody. Snaps. Okay. <laughs> Nighthouse Napster, who it was borrows the, the STCs. Well, it's, it's, the free blade. It was, a, it was an up and coming. It's a free blade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, we lost so many people to that, but that's okay. Oh, I enjoyed man. the Forge World Metallica fighting against the free blade, uh, Sir Napster. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about House Raven anymore. Can we move on? I think we're good. No, I think no, I no. Okay, it. so, so uh, um, uh, House Raven—they're—they are like literally the one of the largest of all night houses, right? Um, and and there they have like this big fortress, and it's like one of the biggest fortresses of anyone in the Imperium. Full stop. Like yeah. it's on par with the Space Wolves, like the Fang. The, uh, the, I was gonna say like their puppy farm, but the Fang because there's no puppies on Fenris. Um, <laughs> but the, the Fang is just this super fortified thing, mm. and you got to think. So you're gonna have maybe some Iron Warriors showing up, like yeah, fuck you, fortifications. I can get through you. You get through the fortifications, and then you come against the largest night house right. the Imperium has. Just, sorry, they were just hanging out playing has. volleyball or well, something. So their fortress is so big that that's what they use for their house symbol. Like they literally use a picture of their fortress as their house symbol. That's how that's, that's how proud yeah. they are of it. What's it called? Uh, it is uh, called the keep. Im- col- what is it? The keep involatate. Yeah. Uh, Involate. The, the I'm sorry. Inviolate. I'm going to be honest. Until I read this entry in the codex, I honestly thought the symbol that was on their their shoulder pads was actually like a radio tower. Because uh, if you look it at it, it is a radio tower. Black it's, cheese. It just it looks well. It, it kind of looks like a badly done radio tower, like from the olden days. I'm, I'm sorry. I think your mom's a badly done radio yeah. tower. <laughs> it's oh. a perfectly formed radio tower <laughs> on a par with the, the Imperial Palace, sir. Um, yeah, that, that's those guys. Yep. What about House Crast? I don't know anything about House Crast, so I'm going to defer to Danny on this one. They are near Mars. So oh, okay, I would well then there we go. We've covered it. Let's move on to They were blades. destroyed oh. so, very heavily by the Horus Heresy. They, uh, so they, House Crest is first swears loyalty to Mars and then vengeance against those that betrayed them. And so. then their house. So yeah. first Mars. Mars, right. Then the vengeance. asshole cut him off right. at the refueling siphon. Right. And then their house. So they're like chaos house, hunters. That's house cool. Raven dude runs right in the way. I just, I gotta, I'm just getting like five bucks in gas. Get out. You're making, <laughs> you've made the list. But yeah, these guys are kind of like your, they're specialists, like I said, anti chaos titan hunters. And they're specifically going against. Yeah. Um, oh, they the, went the against the Legio Mortis a lot, didn't they? Yeah. Like yeah. that's like their, that's their tire. That, that's, that's their thing, is like they, they are there to kind of take down this oh, yeah. dishonorable I, titans. <laughs> Brutal. I mean, I like think you mean you read I, that I read. the other day yeah. when you got the codex and we're doing all the studying. Not not right now. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I did read that the yeah, other day. I, I really did. Yeah, we, we are all not reading things right now. So right. that works really well. This is all from memory. This is definitely not from uh, the lexicanum. No, yeah. that's fine. Today. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so last one here that I have is House Volker, which is my favorite one because they have the classic literary device of deeply mysterious. No one knows much about House oh, Falker. What a lovely MacGuffin. But they're super oh. super rich. Oh, they man. live in a place of values and wealth and jewels. Um, but no one ever sees any flesh and they never show their faces. They're always wearing masks and fox outfits and being hunted by knights from, <laughs> from House Falkshroud. It's House Vulpus, uh, oh, actually. House Vulpus. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Um, and then they, they have things like really decadent and things like golden servitors. Well, okay. Which gold is an incredibly weak metal that doesn't transmit very well, so that's a terrible thing to build a servitor. It might be aramite. You don't know. It, it yeah, it could be golden looking servitors. Yeah. It's just brass. Gold, golden plated, <laughs> gold plated servitors. They're made of pyrite. The the the, the house Volker youths uh, tell their mothers that they were just polishing the golden servitor. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, can we talk about that trope a little bit? Like okay, What's so trope. Like, okay. So uh, the so mysterious never, trope. Well, like they never reveal their faces. Like there's totally a Blood Angel successor that do, that does that. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, an entire Eldar craft world that never reveals their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, Harlequins. No, Harlequins reveal no, their faces. Sometimes. Faces. sometimes not all of them, but sometimes they do. Like I think when solita- they're not dancing. I think solitaires never do. Probably not. Because they're essentially slow national. Right. That's um, fair. Somebody but, did not like that. No. no. No, my dogs are not liking that at all. Just my they're wife like, needs to be home to babysit them. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But yeah, it's 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 kind of like a, a a trope that's kind of starting to fall into Warhammer is of faceless men, faceless women. And like, okay. Well, you have so many of them in the Imperium Impossible. Or maybe so. it's just one. With a Ooh. very varied selection of masks. They're all just it's, Dean Steelers. I mean, it's like a behind-the-curtain Wizard of Oz <laughs> kind of thing. I guess. Where the guy's just pretending to be like like the, sangu- the Sanguinor one minute, and then he's a solitaire the next. And then he's some kind of weird-ass fucking knight with a golden servitor that he's polishing in a third time. <laughs> is that a euphemism? Yeah. It is, so, so what you, it is on their home world. Way to polish the servitor. So you're saying that the uh, that, that House Vol- uh, Volker could actually fall to Slenesh fairly easily? Am I uh, mishearing that? Yeah. No, you absolutely are mishearing that. Because it, it sounds like they're very vain and very proud and... Uh, I guess they could. I don't know, but nobody knows anything about them, so it's hard to tell. Maybe they're already slenesh. Maybe they are. Hey, John's gone. Let's talk about free blades. Okay, yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, so I like. I really like the idea of free blades. Uh, and and from it's a, a cool game concept, from a from the game um, aspect, because you have to choose when you're when you're making a free blade character, you've got to choose a burden, and you know a a bonus and a penalty. And sure. I really like that. It reminds me a lot of uh, some of the uh, ro- other role-playing games that you know we may have played growing up where you were like, well, uh, I've got 20 strength, but I also have night blindness as my, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I, I want you to make terrible Oh, things. man, I want that as a disadvantage in a game, so hard night blindness. Oh, dude, can you imagine that as a, as a free blade with night blindness uh, and rolling night fight at the start of the game? You're like, Does that Fuck! mean he just doesn't see other knights? My first no. memories... No, yeah. I, I wanted to, in, in my head, it would be like, during night fighting, he gets a minus four to hit something. Oh, yeah. Because he's, okay. I got night blindness. And oh, he, Jesus, he, it's he's dark got a still. Mo- he's yeah. got a movement of two inches because yeah, he's, he's like just, trying to like feel with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a strength of 20 when he punches something. Right. So uh, yeah, That's a good bonus. Yeah, it's a huge bonus. Just a bunch of broken shit around him <laughs> and a bunch of Xenos. Just like, <laughs> he missed. Um, I first heard about Free Blades, like, because I didn't read a lot of the Night Fluff when it first came out, because I essentially bought the book, like, in 6th edition to run one night. Um, but Jerry Antis, the asshole knight, was my first introduction to, to Free Ugh. Blades. Uh, in 6th edition, I think he came out. He was, was a White Dwarf article. He was a, he was a White knight. Dwarf rule. He was, oh, he had it Will Not Die. So he kept regenerating his goddamn oh, man. wounds. Yeah, that was the worst. Um, and he, yeah, he was just so OP. 
Um, I love the idea in the in the background of Freeblade Knights because it totally makes sense if you have these like rigid higher and you're pretty much at this point li- lifting piecemeal from Bretonians and you're you're lifting kind of piecemeal from Arthurian legend and kind of right, sure. stuff like that that you have to have something like this here. Um, well, even from historical like like historical literature, you had mercenary knights, yeah, all over Europe. In, yeah, in the medieval ages. I mean, it, the knights make perfect sense because I mean, and uh, as planets, as the planets they were defending fell, you know, they would, uh, and if there's nothing left there, you know, you just kind of move on, and and but you're no longer affiliated, you're no longer a rich house, you can get a ton of new parts and everything else that you need. You kind of gotta scrounge and do whatever you want. You basically sure. become, you know, rogue traders of, but with a knight, yeah, to cruise around with, you know, yeah. And there's some great flea uh, flea blades. Free Brits, uh, free blades out there. Um, there is the White Warden. From, oh, yeah, I liked his color scheme. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I think he just needs to check himself. He's uh, on Alaric Prime. Uh, they, they made him the scapegoat for the Red Wah, which was one of the Ouch. largest orc wahs in memory outside of Gasgow. That's hardcore, dude. Uh, that so sucks. they're like, yeah, dude, this was uh, your fault. I'm like, But I'm just one night. I'm like, yeah, it's still your fault. Um, but I like it. it was said in his kind of background here that he's known for his mustache. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And he's his, like best friends with the Salamanders. And his willingness to stick up for ridiculous laws. Yeah. Um, I, I like that in their examples in Freeblades, they actually have one of the brand new Super Knights that have never been seen before. You know? Well, yeah. sure. And they have an armager, too. I like how they talk just, about those. You know what? I, I was so excited to see an armager Freeblade. I was like, oh, Freeblade armager. And then I looked at it and I was like, it looks like it was painted by a Harlequin. It's just checkered patterns. Maybe it was, Dave. Mystery. Mystery. I mean, maybe what happened from House Crast (laughs) was that Crast was like, buddy, go repaint your night. You look fucking ridiculous. Like, no, screw you, mom and dad. I'm going to go be a free blade and have my checkered night. He like pierces the faceplate. Don't come in. I'm just polishing the golden serpenter. That's how the bottom half of him's gold. Very well polished. Yeah, very shiny. There's a free blade that isn't mentioned in here. That's in the the actual video game free blade, right? Mean Canis Rex. No, 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 no. Yeah, the free to play on rails. Yeah, the mobile, the mobile free blade. Looks cool. Game. It's pretty fun. Um, there was a uh, a gamer who created a knight, um, the Queen Bee, that, oh, okay. and they petitioned to have it put in there as a free blade that uh, that I actually figured would be in this book because of how famous it became in, you know. Oh, you mean GW ignored a really weird random meme? Uh, GW ignored a effectively canon knight that was put into a game licensed by them, yeah. I really want to see an angry marine game now. Yeah, <laughs> I'd play that. Can't ignore that. Yeah. Um, there's uh, also a Dyros Kamata, the Scorched Knight. Uh, he he cut all ties with his house for some reason. Maybe his golden servitor wasn't as golden as his brother's. I don't know. Um, but then he burned off all of his markings and livery by walking through a volcano, which to me is like the most 40k thing ever. That's epic, dude. That's, yeah. yeah. It is. Um. He learned that his dad was like totally corrupt and was like fucking over the world. So he goes back and kills his dad. Um, well, not like you do. Yeah, I mean, that's what dude, I would that's do. That's a story grim, I want to read. Grim dark. Like, a guy who gets kicked out of his family leaves, burns off his library in a fucking active volcano. Uh, finds li- out his dad's li- corrupt. Livery. Goes back and kills his dad. 
he gets killed by orcs later. Uh, that's not quite as exciting. I would maybe save that for the sequel. But <laughs> uh, yeah, not even by orcs. He was killed oh, by man. orc shooting. So oh, oh dude, that's no. depressing. Yeah, that that's the the world's most worstest way to die. Um, but we should probably talk about the the most famous free blade now. Uh, the f- the second knight to get his own figure, um, Sir Heck Hector. He's pretty cool. We should indeed. Let me find him in the book. Mm-hmm. So Canis Rex, the Chainbreaker. Yeah. So he his whole de- first of all, this guy also has a badass mustache. Yes, hell yeah, yeah, he does. I think it's important that all knights are piloted by people with mustaches. I, feel I like think that grows a- out as part of the the throwing mechanic. It, oh, it's just part of it. Part just, of it, like, like it, you're, it, 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 uh, oh, so you like electrolysis out all the other facial yeah, hair so on them. You, <laughs> your, your memory starts being melted with your ancestors, and you start growing a mustache. So, do you think that uh, Armager pilots, because they don't have a throne mechanicum, uh, just they have really good eyebrows? They have really good eyebrows, strong. Just eyebrows. really have facial hair envy of all the other. They have like, facial hair everywhere <laughs> but the mustache. <laughs> They're like reverse monkeys. <laughs> It's like the it's like the werewolf people. It's like <laughs> like another go to the freak show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like werewolf boy. Right, right, exactly. That's him right there. <sighs> All right, so Canis Rex. <laughs> uh, he he was uh, he's uh, seems to be pretty much a like Russell Russell Crowe and Gladiator. Okay, that's kind of a that's kind of a yeah. Cool uh, that's way to kind of it. kind of how I see it. He uh, is the last surviving member of his house. He get yeah, he gets sense. captured by the Iron Warriors, right? Yep. And they torture the shit out of him like Gollum, right? By shaving uh, the his rest face. of his house. shaving his mustache. Yeah. That's they burned it off. That was the source of his power. Well, no. the, re- the rest of his household was captured <laughs> and turned, uh, including their knights. Oh, uh, so that's why he's like technically the last surviving member. And I feel they get turned. Chaos knights don't have facial hair, so it's oh, just like an sure. iron warrior with a chain fist, just really delicately shaving off people's mustaches. Right? No, and, and that's no. how they turn to chaos. Yeah, that's how they turn to chaos. <laughs> Tell, let me tell you something. There's a lot of imperial characters with mustaches and beards. Not a lot of chaos ones. Name me, I'm, I'm trying to think of one right name now. Name me a chaos character with I, a beard. Um, dude. Wow. Wow. You mind blown. Yeah. No. No. Oh no. Wait. Wait. Oh. Scarbrand. He has a beard. He has like a. He has uh, this sick like goatee he's thing. He's not like, a chaos character. He's a demon. Yeah. He's sir. a demon. Unfortunately. No. He's a chaos character. He fall. He has both of those keywords. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're talking about the fluff here, sir. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. So yeah, so that's that's the nine houses there. I guess we got way off track. Uh, and but no, uh, well, I was going to say Sir Hector. Okay, so he's being oh. tortured. Uh, everyone else is having their mustache, about yeah, their okay. mustache shaved off. His knight comes to his aid like fucking Lassie. Comes and like shoots through and comes and rescues him. You watched then, a very different Lassie than I did. <laughs> and then to the, uh, the machine uh, spirit then pilots it's itself. More like pickles. Yeah. While it holds Hector, uh, I'm guessing lovingly in its cannons. And kind of it has runs a fist. away. It could hold him in his yeah, hand. Hold him in yeah. his fist. Uh, so yeah, he 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 escaped Just with the help he of his knight. Shoved him into the cannon. Took took one. Took him in the fist. Put oh. him in the cannon to save him, and then held the cannon up while he was punching his way out of the other sure, knights. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, okay, yeah, cool. He, but he is known as the chainbreaker because he goes like the eighteen wherever there is trouble or chaos. He was almost convicted in nineteen. If you can afford him. <laughs> <laughs> you can find him, but he is, he escaped from Iron Warriors jail, and but he's uh, for for a crime he did commit because oh. he loved the Emperor too much. Uh, but oh, yeah, so he got a crime. The, the name the Chainbreaker. Loving the Emperor isn't a crime. Uh, 
<laughs> if it's a crime, I don't want to be. <laughs> if it's a crime, call me a criminal. Um, but the neat oh. thing about him, uh, and this is kind of going to be a good kind of uh, transition into the rules, is he's the first car- uh, Imperial Knight where when the knight dies and you don't roll a one, a neat little character of Sir Hector with a lunchbox comes out. Oh, he does have his own little lunchbox. He has his own little lunchbox. It's a lunch pail. It is. And that's really cool. I've always kind of thought that, you know, something like that should happen. Now, mind you, they shouldn't get out and be like some badass, you know, 10 wound Gulliman looking, you know, model. But why can't the pilot get out? Why isn't there an escape hatch? You know, I think I, I would balance to be okay if every night was able to get out. So would I. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I mean, you except know? because it's not like when they well, get out, they're suddenly like a toughness eight monster. It's like a toughness three little bitch. But yeah, I mean, it's except for the Hooperines. Like, if that's your warlord or something. Like, because he doesn't count right. as dying until you kill a oh, character. He and will he absolutely be role. everyone's warlord. Well, if you're well, using yeah. just solidly Imperial Knights, then yeah. Because you can, once he's dead, like if you have a unit, you're like, I'm going to shoot all of my guns at Hector Rex. And Hector Rex dies in your first two volleys. The rest of your guns are wasted because Sir Hector is a new unit. Yeah. Or Canis Rex, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but you you hey, combine the two in some sort of super sounding awesome knight instead of Canis Rex. I did. Yeah. I, I, I heard the theme from the bodyguard, you know, the I will always love you, <laughs> as Canis Rex is carrying Hector out of the Iron Warrior jail. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful story. I also like his the 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 knight has some cool like additional features that some of the other knights don't have. Like it has a uh, it has a cockpit that it'll open, and there, it looks like there's a detailed rider that you can put inside. Yeah, which should be a part of the new kit, which is super cool. And then also, um, the knight face mask is really cool. It's very very I don't know. It's, this is gonna sound stupid. It's very knightly. It is. It is, and as like I said, like it's, it's, it's it's a great idea. And honestly, like looking at the original kit when it came out all those years ago, and you had like the top patch that opened up, but just to this kind of like blank area, and I'm like, man, that would be a really easy place to just put that stuff in. Totally, and it's almost like they designed the model to so be like, oh, we'll go back later. We'll, we'll add something. Well, so you can buy a throne and a rider from Forge World to put inside there to do yeah. an interior. You've always been able to. We can, yeah. yeah. Oh man, well, it looks and like the, they're like uh, here's a bone Forge World. The ni- <laughs> And then the knight Serastus, or the the other knights, they all have a fully detailed interior. I was going to say they well. they come with it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do, they do, they do. Yeah. They're super good. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's night houses, and uh, yeah, well, I guess so- we'll come on back in the, after uh, a real break this time uh, and talk a little bit about the the different knights and kind of how they work on the table. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. 
Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. Oh man, I, I will say that, that every time that I hear um, our Peter from NGC 40K whistling walk like an Egyptian, <laughs> I giggle a little. And it's it's our only real ad that is very little to zero to do with 40K, but it makes me happy every time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, so I will play that every time. Uh, that's good. Um, Nights on the table. Nights on the table. Uh, we're going to kind of focus, like I said, this is the, the third itineration of the Night Codex. Uh, we talked a little bit nights, uh, about nights before, so we're going to talk about a couple of the new ones, uh, mainly the Baby Knights and the War Lads. Yes. Those are the official names for those, by the yep, way. Yep, those now. are yep. uh, trademarked. Trademark. Games Workshop. Yep, Games Workshop. Uh, War Lad Titan, um, which is, I call it, we said War Lad because it's a mini Warlord, because yep. uh, model-wise, it looks exactly the same as the its big brother, the Warlord yeah, Titan. It really does. Um, so yeah, let's talk about those War Lads. Uh, oh man, I want to go first. Okay, go yeah, go ahead, go, man. Yeah. So, see so the armor you've got two different. Uh, the the chassis is the same for both of them, but you have two different breakdowns and why they uh, name them two different types. Like so they it, could sell two different kits. Correct. I guess that's correct. Yes. Um, so you have the War Glaive, which is the one that came in the Forge Rain box set, which you know the uh, first oh, time sorry, I saw no, no, the War Lads, not the Baby Knights. The Warlords yeah, would we, be the, the, the Dominuses. Yeah, we did right. talk about talking about those first, I guess. Yeah. John introduced those first. I said, I want to go first, so I started going. Oh. All right. Well, okay. All right. So, it's okay. So, yeah. so now we're talking about Baby Knights. I guess yeah, now we're Knights. talking about Baby Knights. you got to uh, work up to the big guy. You know, if you're if you're in a gangbang and you get the big guy first, the guy that goes next is just disappointed. And Dave's always the guy that Man, goes next. Thanks for that. those words of wisdom. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm a lot older than you. Trust me on this one. All right. Yeah, I will. I will take your yeah, word yeah. for this 100%. And I never want to talk about it ever yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but uh, we have the baby knights, the junior knights, the uh, the baby kn- night lights as uh, as Twitter night is lights. calling them, the, the yeah. happy meals yeah. of the night franchise. Uh, available bon available in uh, one, two, or three sizes. Um, you can uh, when no, they're, you, when they're you available in one size. Well, the the, the armigers, the uh, the armiger size, but you, but you can you can take them in one, two, or three uh, for your data sheet. Which, yeah. which makes it really nice. I mean, so you could ha- actually get nine there's of them at once. Of each type. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, nine the, of each data sheet, so technically you which, get 18. Which is another good reason to have two data sheets. Right. Yeah. There, there's the yeah. ward gloves and the hoverins. Yes. So the ward gloves uh, were the ones with the uh, the reaper chain sword uh, or the repurposed uh, soil tiller. Uh, no, that the soil tiller was the guns. I thought we already agreed oh, yeah, on this. Bad. This is they the... They blow um, up in the ground with seeds. Yeah. yeah and, this is uh, the... the um, Shit! What's other farming activities? I don't know. Um, I'm not a farmer. This is. If you are a farmer, I apologize for sounding really snotty there. Um, go. Thank you for listening to the you're show. You're welcome. Just, yeah. Uh, Talk about so, the so, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Honestly, they move 14. They are amazingly fast. fast. They're so fast. It's, Surprisingly it's fast. Nuts. Um, they're they've got a giant melt gun, effectively. You know that uh, our heavy melt gun that is. It's called the thermal spear. Inches. It's called the thermal spear. I was getting there. Okay. Um, that at half range does double damage. I can tell you for a fact that the warglaive just absolutely wrecks the ever loving shit out of fire prisms. I've, All right. I've heard that that that's the case. I John, mean, can you confirm that? Yeah. I can confirm oh, that. God. I no longer run fire prisms. Because you know what they that's don't how, wreck the shit out of? 
a unit of eight of something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unless they get in a combat. Uh, that's now. not true because thanks to the new rules for the Reaper Chainsword, they actually get extra attacks against regular oh, low wound right. units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then you've got that. Uh, and the, those are Reaper Chain Cleavers. Uh, okay. I'm not even going to try on that one. I don't. It's. Uh, I'm moving on to the Hooverines. Okay. Oh, which, okay. which actually yeah. are my favorite of the brand new knights that came out. I mean, uh, just. Yeah, right. they're all right. I gotta say, I looked I mean, at them. It was a little cringy that they're carrying spears. Oh, not spears, but lances with like the little like circle <laughs> lance. The, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was like, but their Ugh. guns are so sexy for so cheap. It's two predator auto cannons on one on one chassis, which is pretty cool. Yeah, on, on a really tough, fast moving yeah. chassis. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I, I mean, you still got the um, you still got the fourteen inch move. Uh, the the Armager auto cannon is a heavy two d three. Um, mm-hmm. You know, strength seven, three flat three damage for each wound minus one, uh, sixty inch range. Yeah, it's freaking nuts. Yeah. Two of them can just sit yeah. there and forty three shots, strength it, it, seven, potentially. You know, and it's that, disgusting. And then they have a good stratagem too, where you can reroll to hit rolls against flyers for one of them, which is yeah. really nice. Oh, why does everything against flyers? Because they're like supposed to be the night anti-air, and because well, Games be Workshop my... literally hates just you, John. Yeah, I, I actually—that's <laughs> not true. I don't have a tow army. In Remember my... when we talked about the other day where it had like a passage that specifically referenced you? It actually says right here in the entry: <laughs> ignore the penalty to hit rolls for moving and firing this weapon, and if you play against John, does plus three damage yeah. per hit. Well, I don't have the codex, so I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel we, that's accurate. We Even if do, it looks so like. It's written with handwritten a handwritten note. That's uh, that's legitimately uh, how it's supposed <laughs> I, to be. I really want to see how you would do like if you were at a tournament and you just went in <laughs> with like white out on your thing, and they were like, "What's this? It's a 120 inch range plus four to hit, flat 12 damage." Against <laughs> so guys named John. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you would get kicked just straight out for doing that stuff. Like, I think it would be funny to just try and do it like <laughs> once, yeah. like as a joke, and like see how far it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so how far does it get? I killed his entire army with one <laughs> yeah. shot, and then I would be dequeued. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I mean, uh, that's it for me. I mean, I I just really like the the the, the night lights. I I like the way they look. Um, so let's talk about them a little bit in this respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so from drops. a tactical, oh, the, because they went from the warglaves went from two twenty seven with the melta gun. So okay, so they were two ten before. Um no because the, the Meltagon is seventeen yeah. points. So yeah, but it, it wasn't. It it was um. It, they well, were anyway, they were they, they were, were roughly about thirteen points. Two thirty is what it was. Sure, sure. Two thirty, two hundred forty points, whatever. So they dropped to one sixty base, and then it's four points for the stubber, seventeen points for the Meltagon. So great, great value there. Really good um, value. I think you're. You it's almost a like a fifty, for. like a fifty percent points drop now. It's crazy, it's crazy huge points drop. And I felt they were. Good before they they weren't. they were they were overpriced before but they were, they were sure. overpriced but now I actually feel like they're underpriced well because we were mm. well we were talking about it before like well, they were like sub, if they were sub two hundred they would be you know good great yeah but, but one sixty the one sixty comes from the fact they don't generate command points on their yeah own. so that's that yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying like you to get any of the cool benefits for the book you have to take uh, three. Oh no, you don't. You don't. You still get the benefits, but uh, to get any CP out of a super heavy detachment, you need to take three of the uh, of Proper the larger knights. class knights, right? But I mean, if you're if you're just looking for something that it has a little to add a little extra oomph 
you know, on on the cheap to your Imperial Guard battalion. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Armagers are just a couple of great. Armagers would be a good would be a good buy for an Imperial yeah, Guard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Player. It's like a, if you take the Warglaves, they'd be a really good counter assault unit. I mean, they they uh, the Hoorines would probably be a really good complement to like uh, one. I don't know, like. 650 well, points of Dark Angels, maybe? I don't know. Okay, so here's the deal but, with these. I mean, that's like, a discussion for another time. With the hoovering, <laughs> with the hoover round. Uh, the hover uh, round? The hover round, yeah, thank yeah. you. All right. Um, they, uh, I don't know that I'd take one over taking uh, a Lehman Russ. Like, I think a Lehman Russ is still better for the points. Because right. you get 2d6 I, battle cannon I can shots. see that. I think you're wrong, but that's just me. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I haven't done the math on it. The amount of shots you get versus... I, I feel like some of the stratagems that you can actually use with the the And you've got to take at least three of the armagers if you're going to use the stratagems. Because you can't get any of the stratagems if you just take an ox detachment of them. Yeah, it has to be more Nyx Yeah, Yeah. So, so that's a, like a minimum 400, 500 there's, point investment for three little guys to use the stratagem. Worth. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's like it's going to be 500 points Like if yeah. you take three of them. And... If that's what you, if that, but if that's what you want for your army, I think that they're still a good choice. They're they're well pointed for for what you get. Yeah. So I, I'm actually actually so I thought that they would be broken if they were like under like 175 points, but the more that I've but but because of the way that they balanced it comparatively with the uh, like with the keywords, I think it makes them still viable. But not broken. If they got mm-hmm. command points as well, they would be like, s- uh, unbelievably good. If they had command points, I would literally run an army of nothing but armigers. I think and you could just piranha swarm the shit out of stuff. I think you could do it even without the command points. To be honest, I mean, if you had to, I mean, you're not sacrificing anything to do that. I, I, I feel like we should. You, you know what? Send John nineteen eighteen. Send John eighteen uh, baby knights, and uh, and yeah. we'll, we'll run a game. <laughs> yeah, send me, where, send me all the knights. Because if you think uh, about it, you 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 got to invest two hundred points for like a shitty cheap imperial guard battalion for command points. Well, uh, what I'm saying which is, it leaves you, you eighteen hundred points left over, and then if you're doing say that leaves enough room for nine knights, roughly. Yep. Yeah, but and that could be another. If you got command points, that would be another nine command points. So you're looking at twelve plus five, seventeen CP. Which is probably too good. Yeah. If, if you're, I, I think, which you're not. You're not getting But like if you're not that. getting that, then you get eight. And I don't know the eight CP is enough for knights. And plus and another thing to think about too is that you're not spending those CP on like the the armagers don't have as many good stratagems that apply to them comparatively to other stuff. I, I think it just depends anyway. on which house you you choose because yeah. each house has different tactics. But I think generally the house rules don't matter. But as as long as that's my opinion, as long as it seems like we're all in agreement that uh, the Hoover rounds are the best uh, thing to come out of the codex, um, then we're good. So uh, go ahead and go on with the uh, the war well, lads. Daniel. I'm so, so I disagree with you because the war lads are coming. Well, okay, so let's before we get to the war lad, let's take an intermediate step and let's talk okay. about the knight preceptor because that that goes alongside of the of the of the uh, of the baby knights. Yeah, that is also a new knight. Yeah. So um, the cool thing about him is he has the uh, uh, the mentor rule, which lets you reroll hits of one within six inches of him for friendly armiger units. Um, and there's a there's a relic that you can take um, that you can give that you can target a unit and all your armors armigers get plus one to hit against that unit. So you can do some really cool like two plus to hit rerolling one stuff with that, which is really solid. So I can see like as a little detachment, one preceptor and two uh, hover round knights, 
like being a really solid thing to just like take down a flyer be like okay i get plus one to hit against him now i'm hitting on threes re-rolling ones or if i want to spend the cp i can get make one of them a two plus to hit or i'm sorry re-roll all failed to hits against that flyer mm-hmm. super good especially flat three damage for yeah, seven flat three damage is rad because there yeah. is not many flyers of at all standard that's going to be above toughness seven mm-hmm. right right exactly exactly um so but yeah he's got a really great gun um in that he has a uh uh, the Laz Impulsor, um, which has two different settings. So you've got a 36-inch range, 2d6, strength 6, minus 2d3 damage hit. So uh, kind of like a low-strength battle cannon, mm-hmm. roughly, Okay. Um, at a lower range. But then he also has an 18-inch range, heavy d6, strength 12, minus 4d6 damage shot, which is which is pretty good. I mean, that's going to be... Are there a lot of... Uh, are, are, is there any other strength 12 weaponry that's actually like uh, in... A regular codex. Not, not I'm not talking like four so units. The, the, sure. like the Hemlock Wraithfighter is, uh, I believe, strength twelve minus four. Sure. Um, okay. T- uh, two damage a piece. There's a bunch of bla- there's a bunch of Bane Blade variants that have strengths over ten on their main gun, um, but it's that's like a super heavy weapon. Yeah. So and then of course there's there's definitely things in the Nightbook that are right. uh, that right. are strength twelve I, or I mean, higher. Um, so, but yeah, no, a strength 12 gun is great. Um, although granted strength 12 isn't any better than strength nine against most vehicles in the game. Right. You're still hitting on threes. Right. Yeah. We're wounding yeah, on yeah. threes. Oh, wounding on threes. Yeah. Same, yeah. same, same deal. Yep. All right. So let's move war on. Lads. Man, these guys are cool. Can we talk about the coolest model? Maybe not the best game wise, but the Valiant, the Poon Master. Yeah, we can talk about the Poon Knight. The Poon Knight. Mm. So when I originally read the book, or, or heard about the book, I should say, um, and I heard about the Knight Valiant, I was like, man, this thing is like the coolest thing. And then I read about, then I like really got to think about it and combine the different stratagems and stuff. And I think the Knight Castle is better. But we can let's talk about yeah. the Knight Valiant first. So the Valiant has a couple of things going with it. Uh, like GW has really kind of pushed how it has like the like the heaviest hitting gun in the game. 100%. Uh, 100% like better than Titan weapons. It is strength 16, AP minus 6, flat 10 damage. Mm. <laughs> um, plus D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. So and it gets to reroll to hit against monsters and vehicles, which is awesome. Right. So it's it's hitting, and if it hits you, you're pretty much dead. The only issue with the gun is, um, it, I mean, it one-shots Gulliman. It one-shots planes. It one-shots yep. pretty much everything in the game. Unless you have an invulnerable save. Unless you have an invulnerable save. Um, but, or a uh, feel no pain. Well, yeah, uh, but then you're only going to be saving one point of damage every time you make a save, maybe, right? You, maybe, only, maybe you're only going to be saving one point of damage. Uh, for each successful save you make. I mean, that's how the yeah. rule works. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's no, I mean, how your rule works. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just saying that there's ten moons there. I'd roll it, ten times, and I'd make all ten, because that's, that's the only place I'd roll You better not sixes. roll them one at a time, Dave, or we're going to have problems. <laughs> It also has um, a conflagration cannon. Oh man! That's okay, essentially three heavy flamers strapped together. It's like, it's it's like three flamestorm cannons strapped together. <sighs> Strength seven, AP minus two, two damage apiece. It has the coolest looking and sounding weapons as far as like weapons go. Badass. I mean, when we first started like reading about the night leaks and everything that was coming right. out, there was at least three of us in our group chat that um, wanted to make Captain Ahab. Oh yeah, Valiance. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there's a really solid army build, like centered around this particular model by itself, just being such an unkillable unit, mm-hmm. and just like running up the table and blowing something away. 
like or blowing up like three or four things every single turn because it definitely has the firepower to do something like that. Mm-hmm. It can kill a tank with one gun. It can come flagration cannon another unit. Yeah. Um, and then it has four melta guns, and then it can have uh, uh, it has four shield breaker missiles, which we can talk about in a second, and then one uh, cannon, uh, siege breaker cannon, which it can swap for another siege breaker cannon instead of one of the missile batteries if it wants to. So it's two siege breaker cannons or siege breaker cannon batteries have a good chance to take out another vehicle like i really think so with uh 43 strength seven minus one d3 damage shots it's, i mean we're, we're getting mad minus into, two i'm yeah, sorry i mean we're getting into mad math hammer here which the, the, you are the master of danny i've oh, seen that i've seen yeah, spread it's, it's still super good the, the issue the, runs into is pretty much every single gun on it is incredibly short ranged yeah, yeah yeah it's a it's a close range brawler yeah it's it's got to get up in your face and and, and hit you. But I mean, is, if you if you were to screen make it, death watch, you can just deep strike it. Or if you were to screen it with a bunch of armigers, that could be good. So then that way you're not getting it into combat. So I don't think you don't want it to get into combat. Really? Because you can yeah. back out, right? Yeah. Or if it's infantry, you can walk right over it. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, like get I mean, to their lines. You don't have to screen it too hard with very much of anything because you're just you trying can to make keep it a, the, the hardcore stuff yeah away. but you can make it a character but you well, what 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 what, what difference can, would that you make? can make it a character which means okay. it can't be targeted yeah it can because no. it's over oh, 10 it's moons it's over 10 moons that's yeah. right so yeah. uh so one of the things that i heard this week on uh the veterans of the long war podcast or the long war podcast they were talking about uh having some uh you, you know my favorite thing about that podcast is what's that is they put hand grenades in the hobby and they're like, I wonder what this will do. And they throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, they do, do they, <laughs> they so throw do it that. out there. And everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like they're just sitting looking at Facebook and Twitter and be like, good. Yeah, I kind of feel like I've been I've been like like prompting people to put these out there or doing it myself the last couple of weeks. They've been putting anyway. Um, but uh, uh, having some uh, uh, custodes. Uh, shield captains on jet bikes like hanging out behind it and then using the stooping dive stratagem so they can charge into combat with whatever charge you and strike first (laughs) so you get like the five like really good custodes attacks against whatever you have or if you took a full unit of jet bikes and hung them out behind it like so whatever charges you you can get in there or if you run hawk shroud like having one of your other knights shoot whatever charged you and then also like getting a heroic heroic intervention of 26 inches (laughs) so cool Uh, there's a couple of really gross things on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like they really dropped the ball on the harpoon cannon. However, uh, I okay. I how so? Really? Because I really feel like you should be able to retract whatever is you shoot. The oh, like bring out. it, bring it into yeah. combat with you. Yeah, like so. If you if you hit uh, a greater demon in Nurgle and for flat ten damage, and it, you don't kill it, you also get to then draw it to you x number of. I mean, you shot something with a damn harpoon. What's what's the point of it being a harpoon gun and having a chain? Um, I think they rip it out for maximum damage. Yeah, it just, oh, d- I just I get what you're saying though. Um, yeah, maybe instead but, of like bringing it closer to you because there aren't really any mechanics in the game that move your enemies' models, which is right. which is for good, good reason. Good. Very good because but, they had that problem in fourth edition with the Slanesh psychic power that lets you move people two d six inches, which was totally broken. So you just ball people up in a ball and shoot them with templates, right? So, uh, uh, but having maybe giving it a bonus to its charge distance instead. Against oh, that target yeah. would be a real would be a cool mechanic because that's kind of how Death Company dreadnoughts work with their magna magnet launchers that they have on their yeah on their I think I think the issue goes into is it's it's like a lot of playtesting and balancing to make something yeah, like that yeah, work yeah. for something where ninety percent of the things if you hit it it's dead 
That's true. That's yeah. that's fair, and that's yeah. a really good point to bring up that John that John makes. Yeah, because like I said, outside of a greater demon of Nurgle or a land raider, not much is surviving something that does eleven to thirteen damage. That's fair. <laughs> I just I I think even though if you kill, because I just imagine move, like I just the, imagine the to drag the corpse towards you. Yeah, be like, <laughs> all right, so my farseer's dead. Oh. Like, okay, well, we're just gonna work out if he gets dragged into combat. Dave, he's fucking dead. Just. <laughs> No, no, it says I get to drag you 2d6 inches. I'm going to do that. This yeah. is fun for me. Yeah. So, so now we know why they don't. Yeah. Um, so Shieldbreaker missiles. Oh, man. The, the major salt factor coming out of this codex. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Is the Shieldbreaker missiles. Now, they work. Shieldbreaker missiles ignore invulnerable saves. Um, yeah. So everyone's like, ma, invulnerables. <laughs> yeah. Getting so worked up. I, I like those poor uh, Archon, Dark Eldar Archons that have the two up invulnerable oh, yeah. save. They're like, nope. <laughs> Nope, just a regular so. five up. Yeah, um, but they're 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 super good. I think my favorite thing about that that thing, and and here's the thing, there, there's only four of them. Probably only two of them, if we're being realistic about it, because a couple of batteries I feel is super well, good. You have to spend the stratagem right to uh, to like be able to shoot at a character, because like two points for that. Yeah, because because right. that's pretty much the only way you're going to be able to shoot at a character with one of these, unless your opponent has made some gross miscalculation and there's a character really close to you. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Um, <laughs> um, and like, yeah, it does D6 damage, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of characters are five wounds and there's a very, there's like only a one in three chance, even if you hit and wound, which you're both like, you're hitting on threes and then you're wounding on, uh, you're wounding on twos against most things. Um, but like, uh, it's a super slim chance for you to roll all of those dice together and get a result where you're going to ace a character with one missile. It's going to take two missiles probably to ace most yeah, characters. Yeah, and you can only freely, reliably fire one in turn with, with the stratagem. My favorite thing about that stratagem, though, is the description of it. Is the reason oh, it can yeah. target characters <laughs> and ignore the uh, tar- uh, character targeting rules is because it smells dishonor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Epic. So I want to know... It's so 40k, dude. I want to yeah, know really how is, the Mechanicus... Really field test this and and kind of like kind of gets the sensors right like do they take like a cultist up and it's like oh yep 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 it's, it's gotten the it, sense it's got the scent of that one <laughs> <laughs> they take like an ultramarine up and it's like oh wait no he's getting the scent there we gotta go re- gives a red light for that one yeah it's inside the cockpit there's just a hieroglyphic symbols for what he needs to shoot at and it's a, a nurgle symbol <laughs> and it just looks for a nurgle it's piloted by a servitor. Yeah. So yeah, but like I said, I don't think it's going to see as much play as the other night. Um, though talking about it right now, running one right up the center of the goddamn table seems like my kind of jam. Yeah, dude, that seems like a strategy for you because <laughs> you can make that thing really hard to kill and like just be a real bully in the middle of the table. And you can make it haul ass too. Right. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Knight Castellan is the other variant, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So he exchanges uh, his guns for some different guns, yeah, and some and less missiles and more shield, uh, siege breaker cannons, which is which is definitely my bag. And then he's got uh, his gun, the his main gun replacements. He has the uh, volcano lance, which is basically a stripped down uh, version. That's a melee weapon, right? No, no, that's a shooting weapon. Yeah, really? these are I shooting. Mean, it's called a lance. Well, so is a bright lance and a dark lance, but those are both shooting. Yeah, but those are on Eldar, not honorable knights. So anyway, it has the. I'm pretty sure that the also that the main night gun on the errant is a thermal lance. Oh no, the thermal spear. That's not a melee weapon. Yeah. It's anyway, not, it's not a knightly yeah. lance though. Um, 
but so, uh, so um, volcano lance. <laughs> Yeah, so Volcano Lance is a stripped-down version of the Volcano Cannon that comes on the on the on the uh, uh, Shadow Sword uh, heavy uh, Imperial Guard tank, right? Which is just a brutal anti-tank weapon. So, strength fourteen. Uh, I'm sorry, heavy D six, strength fourteen minus five, three D three damage per hit, and it gets to reroll fail to wound rolls when it targets Titanic unit uh, models with its weapon. So, so, I can't think of a better weapon to kill another knight. Honestly, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, maybe a Shadow Sword's cannon is a little bit better, but on this tank or on this on this walker it's so good um and then it has uh the uh plasma decimator which is a like an upsized version of a plasma cannon um now the normal is it, is it like on, five plasma cannons strapped together or something it's, like that? it's just one really big one with a bunch of extra like cylinders on the side yeah, yeah. They, they put like a shitload of extra batteries on it and uh from a game perspective to me that gun is garbage uh like is just really bad until you put the relic on it because there's a relic on it that is called like uh calls plasma uh, decimator or something like that yeah it's called like calls blessing or something like that calls wrath yeah calls Calls wrath Wrath. thank you thank you um and what that does is it gives both profiles and it has a normal plasma gun profile so uh either strength seven or strength eight um with one or two damage and then on ones to hit if you overcharge it, it 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 explodes that's a normal profile but calls wrath gives plus one strength minus one ap and plus one damage to both profiles so it becomes strength nine if you overcharge it with calls wrath strength nine uh minus four three damage per hit which yeah, is it's, gnarly it's sick but uh, it, uh it's, it's still just a plasma gun i but, mean but well here's a review of a game that's happening uh tonight here volcano lens keeps flubbing hard but calls wrath is deleting an lr a turn so that's a Lehman Russ. Yeah, Lehman Russ a turn. I think easily it should, like, uh, like just based on math, because it's heavy two d six. Yeah. Now, and the opponent replied, "I got fucked. Knights are really good." Ha 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 ha. That's a sad laugh. I don't yeah. know if you could tell. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I was laughing pretty. I was laughing pretty good. I feel pretty good about it. So the 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 deal with this guy, like, I think the the money shot with him is to take him as House Raven. Now the House Raven benefit doesn't really benefit him su- uh, super hard. But the stratagem for them is super is super good. It lets you reroll all ones for the unit. So that's to hit, to wound, number of shots, and number of damage that you roll. Now, that doesn't seem like it's super good for, for this thing, but the amount of weapons that fire D3 shots or do D3 damage, or like, for instance, the Volcano Cannon does 3D3 damage, and that's rolls of one. So on a D3, that's a one or a two that you get to reroll. Hmm. So it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I, I heard your amount, concern, grunt. The amount of rerolls that you're going to get from that, just, is just based on that stratagem, is huge. So you get a lot of value for that, and then you're not going to blow yourself up, right? From call, from from calls wrath, um, Which and you're going to want. Well, you're not going to blow yourself up, period, because the worst you can do is take one damage for um, one mortal wound if it if it does damage for each you. hit roll of one. Yeah. So if you roll a bunch of ones, I mean, you're going to yeah, take. Yeah, like, yeah. You could take a lot. Well, of I'm not John, so I'm probably going to roll one. Let's not point fingers, Dave. That's not a finger. That's, but, a, that's a plasma cannon. <laughs> but, but I think both of the Dominus class knights are really good to, to build an army around. Because um, they're a centerpiece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they really are. It's, it, they're a and, gulaman for Imperial Knights. And, and it takes, well, it takes I away mean, from the need to use Forge World Knights, I feel. Um, yeah, which is good. Because Forge World Knights were kind of not used. Forge World. Um, well, they were used to kind of fill in the gaps that the, the old knight houses had. Right. Because the knights came out, they had two knights, and Forge World came out with, I think, six different knights they have now. 
Six or five or six? So they have yeah. four different Serastus Knights variants and then two different Questorus Knight variants. Right. So they filled in a lot of gaps for that now, but a lot of that, I mean, they're still great, is taken up by the War Lads, the Armigers, the, Perce- uh, the Preceptor. Um, I'm going to wait, like, I, I, so because of the way that those knights are worded, like, and the keywords work for them, mm-hmm. they don't really work with the codex very well right now. No. However, the they're supposed, yeah, yeah, they're no, they supposed to be an FAQ coming out for them, which I suspect they'll address many of those issues and make them work good in this, make them work well in this army. And I think then you're going to start to see them quite often in this army because they're still really good. They're a little more expensive for their point value. But they kind of fall on as an in-between between these two knight chassis and like the Atropos and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with a four plus invulnerable save like is huge for them. So anyway. Um, yeah, knights super solid on the table. Well, I, I know so. we mentioned a few stratagems. Like I said, my favorite would be the the one which causes your guns to smell dishonorable things and fire away. Um, Dave, Dave, what are, you, well, what are you taking away from the codex for stratagems? Uh, well, uh, chain sweep for the, uh, the Armager. Chain sweep in general is for anybody with a cha- a chain sword. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only one uh, one command point, and you use it after fighting a uh, uh, with a chain sword, uh, and you get to you roll a d6 for each model within three inches of the knight, and on a six that unit suffers a mortal wound. So it's basically like an extra way to just be uh, to to get your reaper chain sword in there and just do way more damage than your four four attacks. Sure. Um, but my my absolute favorite actually is a uh, House Hawk Shroud stratagem, uh, Staunch Allies, which uh, you choose a friendly Hawk Shroud model that is more than one inches away from an enemy and 12 inches from the unit that's being charged, uh, and then you get to Overwatch. Basically, Hawk Shroud becomes Tau. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, if the resulting charge is successful, uh, I could then you can then take that knight and do a heroic intervention. Yeah, a, not just a normal heroic intervention. Right. As if it was a, if, as if it were a character, just like I'm coming in. Yeah, but it's just, it's not just three inches. It's two d six inches, right? Is it? Two, oh, it is two d six. Yeah, so it's two d six. I was like, it's twelve inches. Brutal. But, but I mean, it's like here. So you I can come. heroic intervention the fuck away from that combat, <laughs> right? To someone else. Yeah, so I, heroic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, I'm being charged by a knight. I'm gonna go take care of these guardsmen over here. <laughs> um, Danny, what you got, stratagem wise? Okay, so. Like I said before, I'm really digging uh, House Tyrannus. Um, so not only are they harder to kill because they have a six-up feel no pain against non-mortal Tyrannus. wounds, because the Tyrannus. Um, nice. But they have, and speaking of Tyrannus, their stratagem is called Our Darkest Hour. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. Turd anus. Turd anus. Thank right. you. So um, what happens with that one is if your knight blows, if your knight dies but doesn't explode. On a four plus, it gets to come back a la Necron reanimation protocols with D three wounds remaining. So yeah, that sounds that's that sounds pretty good I mean, on its own, right? D three I mean, wounds is okay. I mean, you're still on your lowest profile, but you're still up, right? But right. on a poon knight, like yeah. if you have a like what twenty six wound toughness eight knight that you've got down to nothing, and then he just fucking gets up with one wound and. Oh. How mad are you? Oh, pretty mad, right? Pretty mad. And and so you can do this multiple times over the course of the game. And so, yeah, so coming back to you through wounds, it sucks because you're at lowest profile, solid, right? Solid in, synergy with House you, Tori Amos. There. Until you add in the uh, the Machine Spirit Resurgent stratagem for the Mechanicus Knights get, where you spend one CP and they fight at their full wound profile for that turn. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm really, I'm really enjoying that combination. That seems like really amazing. You know who's yeah. not enjoying that combination? <laughs> Everybody, Everybody else. People playing you. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Knights are super solid on the table. They're, uh, they're we, solid and fluff. We've talked about the, the kind of the need to take kind of like your your typical Imperium Guardian uh, Guardsman battery for for some command points. Yeah, for sure. Right. But but in general, Knights are hugely effective now on the table and very varied and kind of follows the eighth edition trend of I don't necessarily know what my opponent's bringing. If he's like, hey, I'm bringing Knights. Right. Like before, that was like, oh, probably this and this and this, and then I'll win right. because I have like high strength weaponry. Um, <laughs> but now, like, I don't know. Is it going to be based around a dominus? Is it going to be a bunch of warglaves? Is it going to be kind of classic punch knights that are just kind of running up the field, fucking everything up? Um, it is very varied, and there's a lot of options now, and you're not kind of boxed into one or two stratagems. Yeah. Uh, background wise as well it's it's expanded a little bit more and it kind of keeps on coming out and and some of it comes across to me as like a little bit bretonian light yeah um, yeah which is you know unfortunate at times but it's still great because it's a different view of the imperium and the important thing with all these imperial armies is we're getting kind of a different part of the picture of what the Imperium is. Like, right. so the, the night view is different from the Mechanicus view, which is different from the Space Marine view, which is different from the, the Guard view, and it kind of builds up to this bigger picture. Ah. But, like, isn't that important, though, that we have something for the Imperium now that kind of represents that knight in shining armor trope? Yeah. Like, like even though you could say that about, like, Custodes or something like that, the knights truly embody, like, that sense of martial honor, which is something I think that, like, the Imperium, as grimdark as it is, kind of needs that little, like, light of hope almost. Yeah. Right. It's the light in the grimdark, right. unless you're the assholes who live in the night world. The night, night Which world. probably live better than most other like imperial citizens, right? About how good you probably sleep, right? Yeah, oh, it'd be so good. Yeah, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come up. We're gonna rant about something and then we'll wrap it up. Yep. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress okay. me. And hey, second, you. let me check out the BCP you guys rankings. Can sword fight. Uh, <laughs> and I don't see you, you can go first because I gotta hit stop. I got things for you. I don't sort five with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little drier this what? time, but it's still good. Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app yeah. and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game system. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? And we are back. Yep, yep. Um, we're just going to wrap it up real quick. Um, you know, we try and keep everything like super positive on this podcast, yeah. but I want to touch on a little bit of negativity. Well, what do you um, have to say, John? Well, I have so much to Hold say. On. Hold on, John. Let me let me put down this soapbox for you. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I put on some happy music. Hey, Warhammer Adventures, guys. Is the new line from um, Games Workshop uh, aimed at kids aged 12 to 13 um, to kind of introduce them to the Warhammer universe. They have kind of like a little gang of kids going out and, you know, getting together and defeating one Necron warrior and hoorah and all that other stuff. And apparently that means people can wish that the author dies of cancer. Yeah. And uh, how it's fucking up the entire universe because people are writing stories for kids. Um, 
if that's you, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, be overly harsh or critical, but, you know, like, if people are writing stories to get other people entertained or into the Warhammer 4, like, okay, here's a prime example. We, we got two kids here. I have, like, a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. This year, I'm like, man, my 13-year-old is finally old enough, and she's reading at a level where she can read um, False Gods and start kind of on the, that Horus Heresy kind of thing, kind of get it in there, because I am, like, comfortable, like... Like she's sure. she's a little goth kid. She knows about genocide, all that other stuff. My, right. My eight-year-old, I cannot hand him a copy of, say, something like Shadow Sword, and try and explain why, like the the flesh pleasure palace and the incest that's in that. Um, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. And you know, the galaxy is a huge place. There's going to be like little grim dark adventure or non grim dark adventures. Like GW described it as it's grim dark with a nightlight. You know, they're they're, they're taking it tongue in cheek. They're 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 trying to get get kids interested and the the kind of the visceral hatred that's coming out because of this they're they're making it think that like ninth edition warhammer is going to be called warhammer adventures and you know like you know it's like a to hug roll instead of a to hit roll it's not you're trying to get the next generation entertained so when my son sees me painting a model and comes up and he's like hey dad what you doing like oh i'm painting a space marine what's a space marine do i can oh let's read about it in this book and uh, right he, he murder yep. kills a galaxy and it's just an incredibly toxic attitude and this whole idea of gatekeeping. You're not protecting your hobby. You're killing it slowly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen this in other game systems where it's being gatekept so hard that people just don't play it anymore. And, yeah, you and your, like, three buddies are super happy about it that it stayed the same, but your community is not going to grow. Right. Nothing's going to get any better. And you effectively killed your own community so you didn't have to play anyone who was on your little bunch of friends. Yeah, and guys, if you're if you're out there and you you are one of these people that are really angry about it, keep that anger to yourself. Yeah. Don't go threatening the author. I mean, he's the author is somebody that's getting the chance to write something that they believe in, and fuck, even if they don't believe in it, if you get hired as a job and you're like, I just got my first job, I'm gonna go make burgers at Burger King, you know, I'm gonna have it my way. That's so great to have some random person go like, I hope you fucking die. You're making whoppers and that's fucking evil. Go get cancer. Like. Dude, I was just paid to make Whoppers. I don't know what the hell you're going on about. Right, right. And, you know, it's like like John said to kind of reiterate his point. This hobby needs an influx of new of new blood all the time. And that's the only thing that's going to keep the hobby alive. So alienating people that are potential new customers to the hobby is, is always bad, regardless of the avenue. So we want to try and be inclusive as possible with this hobby. And that includes, like, maybe having a different... Uh, like like a different a different point of view or something like that that appeals to a younger audience. I am totally down with that. I think that's amazing. And if it doesn't hurt you, then really why why go why go through the trouble? Why go through the venom? Like if there's no need for any of that. I mean, if there was nobody new coming into the hobby from the time that I started until now, it would be long dead. It would be a lonely, you know, lonely I, I, place. Danny and John were were tickles in their dad's testicles when I started playing 40k. Warhammer 40,000 wasn't even a game when Dave started role playing. Not as it is now. Right? No, no. Like Rogue Trader was yeah. just uh, two words in the dictionary when Dave started playing. It, they hadn't even written a dictionary yet when Dave was young. <laughs> yeah. Just hieroglyphs. I just, uh, just hieroglyphs. I, I would have read this shit. But we've said out before, like the three of us at this table have like 70 years in this hobby yeah. combined. I have 50 and, of it. And it was and then, just, yeah, then 20 for Danny, and then I pretend, yeah. just for internet fame. But if it was just us three in our playgroup, 
then it would be like a really salty, miserable place. And you have to adjust your experience for others. Because these games are fun when both people have fun. Like, if you can think of a game where you've played 40k and you have just raffle stomp destroyed your opponent, you did not have a fun game. Nope. Well, it depends. No, no. You did not have a fun game. And I know you winked and you could, but like, to be in all serious, this game is, is at its best where... Um, like I said, when I when I played Danny last week, and it was twenty seven twenty four, and it was super close, and it was yep. like last minute moves and and kind of making sure this happens and like this had to go right, and that was fun because it was interactive. And then we go back to something like when I played Danny, and I think seventh edition when it was I, I remember very like Tau versus Tyranids, mm. and I oh, ran sure. my, yeah I ran yeah. my and that was not a fun game because no. I did not play well, and Danny just rolled the floor with me and like turn three is like sorry man. <laughs> like if that's how you're finishing yeah. your games that's not a fun experience for everyone and i'm sure, not saying no. in that situation you should have done anything differently danny I, i'm just saying like i said it's you got you got to be open to people and right. it's just yep. people are like go get cancer because you're writing about a group of kids in warhammer god just, who does that I'd like that just boggles my mind like why would you wish that even like regardless of how you feel about the subject like wishing that upon another person is just like such an awful awful like still to trolley point of view like i just i just it just boggles my mind why somebody even if i know exactly if i knew exactly who had said that i wouldn't give them the credibility by mentioning them sure i I, I just don't i think the warhammer books are amazing my i have two three-year-old nephews and one of them was sitting on my lap two sundays ago while i painted uh the night Armager, mm-hmm. um, the Warglaive, and and he was playing with some easy to build Space Marines, and we sat there afterwards after I was finished painting, and we played with them, and I was so excited that I might be able to take this uh, probably going to be really jockey sports kid and turn him into a nerd for about yeah. thirty oh, seconds. Oh, you know what? That was last Sunday, right? Two Sundays ago. Two yeah. Sundays ago. You know that had absolutely zero bearing on the game of Warhammer. I had at a completely different time in a completely different setting. Because you're just enjoying your goddamn hobby, and yeah. who cares what you do? Yep, exactly. Oh man, I just had to get that out of there. Uh, it, it, it frustrates me so. Yeah. Um, just people like gate, don't gatekeep. Uh, so I know yeah. you put up Dave on on our Facebook page there. The dry brushing is not a crime. Uh, we're gonna get another sticker that just says "Don't gatekeep." Don't be that guy. Yeah. yeah. New people might be scary, but they're not scary for long. Like both the everyone at the table here is part of a gaming club, I guess we could call it. Yeah. Uh, like we have like you know quote unquote competitive teams, but most likely they're just com- like gaming clubs now. Right. And um, both of those clubs brought in quote unquote new people to kind of help them with their experience. We're not trying yep. to kind of kind of roll over everyone and do everything. We're trying to kind of make the community better, and that's what you should always try and do. So to Agreed. sum up. Don't be a dick yeah, on the summer. internet. Don't be a dick on the internet. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> just just say no. Yeah. And I want to say, like, and on top of that as well, what you put up on there on the Facebook, Dave, uh, you know, dry brushing is not a crime and paint shaming. No paint shaming. Yeah, no paint shaming. Because if they have paint on their models, they're already better than me. Yeah. But I... Uh, I mean, not that you're a bad painter or anything. Just, I mean, like, I'm you're lazy. constantly... Well, same. Yeah, right? you, you, yeah. Both, you both are... Uh, completely different style players than i am whereas i build my list out and then i paint it completely before i, I play really with it really want to replay with 2k dave i'm just i'm just saying i'm gonna know. bring 2k and you're still gonna lose um and that's fine and i want to like just watch this fight only if you sit there with popcorn cheering you have mm. also gonna need a foam finger i mean i'm not really a cheerer i would say but like <laughs> i'm more of a heckler i think that's yeah. probably a better yeah. 
But yeah, man. That, that, <laughs> as that as can... long as you could be Waldor and uh, Statler and Waldor for both of us. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Have, you oh, have to, you have to heckle sure. both ways. You know, you can't. Oh uh, yeah, that that would work. Yeah. Um, so, so hey, anyway, uh, really quickly before we go here, before we move on to things we want to plug this time, uh, Dave, you have something that you you want to uh, do there? Yeah, I... I'm repurposing old music for this. I see that. Uh, so, uh, uh, we had, uh, we asked some questions about, uh, ask Danny, right? <laughs> Cause Danny is a top ranked ITC yeah. player. Top well, 50. Top, okay. He's top three in chaos demons. Yeah. I think. And, and top 50 ITC player. And yes. he's actually 35. So I'm really downgrading him. And he's like just top 50. We'll just call him top. We don't want to go to sure. his head. Yeah. Um, too late. So he's I, a player. So I I'm a player. Knowing that we were going to have this segment, I asked a, I asked for uh, questions, and the questions were asked. And then Danny, who completely forgot we had this segment, answered every single one of them. <laughs> That's why he's top 50. He's, uh, he's amazing. I, I just wanted to help. However, <laughs> I... And I didn't read Dave's Dave's message all the way. Not so, at like, all. I was just like, messages, hey, I'll be helpful. I'll just answer all of these questions. Messages right, are like so, show notes where none of us actually read them. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> totally true. All right. So I got, I got another one that you didn't answer. Okay, good. From uh, Joe the Walrus. Uh, he says, I play primarily Chaos. Most okay. of their players in my area use at least one Imperial Knight or Baneblade, Storm, uh, uh, Shadow Sword. What's, uh, what is an auto-include to help me beat them? Uh, don't I mean just take a lot of just take a lot of dudes like I think chaos right now really kind of uh, works best with the horde concept so a lot of cultists are really good in that army um, I think taking uh, like um like a ton of cultists plus Abaddon is really really powerful especially if you space them out properly so that the knight can't move over all of them and that kind of thing um, that can be really really powerful but uh, with chaos, the best units in that book and the best units in that faction, like that overall super faction, are going to be things like cultists, uh, plague bearers. Um, unfortunately, not chaos space marines too much, which is really I sad. Think that's I would about like to three see three editions now where chaos space marines haven't been the best choice. Well, before it was the entire army, and now <laughs> it's just that one particular <laughs> yeah. choice. So that's a victory of of, of sorts. Okay. Um, if you're worried about fighting against things that like the like the big heavy hitters. Then don't take things that they're good against, which are bi- are other big models. Just take a lot of small models. Uh, I think that's a that's a that's a pretty valid way to play and a pretty good way to kind of avoid uh, having to deal with that stuff. All right, so there you go, uh, Joe the Walrus. That has been Ask Danny, your uh, ITC superstar. That's all I've got. All right, yeah, that's good. That's all right. good. Um, so things we want to plug, Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, that was a great question because, like I said, chaos is in kind of a unique spot right now yeah. where they're not necessarily terrible. There's a lot of stuff that they can do well, but you know, it's it's kind of the codex creep is I think really more subtly happened this time. Um, For sure, I think that a lot of that stuff is going to get revisited when uh, chapter, chapter approved, approved comes out. Chapter approved this year is going to be it's like, going to be the biggest one. Like it's going to be so yeah, important. It's going to be like because well, it should include everybody. It's going to be like an own, its own special. Hopefully, but, but well, it comes out in December, and all the codexes technically are supposed to be released by then. Yeah, I just I worry because I haven't seen Gene Steeler Cult anywhere on the on the horizon. And I think that's yeah, but they did that models. model. They, they did. They I did mean, that they model, did so. do the preview model, which was rad. 
He has signpost. Stop sign. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't need a new army. I don't need a new army. <laughs> so uh, we just. Uh, so, yeah. I, I guess let's uh, let's end it with a, let's uh, let's plug some things. Yeah. I, I want to plug Ray Dranfield's Twitter. Uh, Ray Dranfield, GW employee extraordinaire. He designed like literally all of the scenery pieces you see. Yep. And that's all awesome. of the cool things I've learned you can do with that scenery, I got it off of his Twitter feed when he's like, "Hey man, remember this pipe that we released 14 years ago? Yeah, it fits right into the scenery piece we oh, just released. That's so cool." And it kind of shows like all the different cool things you can do. Like he showed how in like the Sector Imperialis terrain, like the you know the really old school ones. Yeah, there's like one little pipe circle there that is. The, oh yeah, that is yep. like the perfect height for the uh, the uh, pipes to attach to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. All and all of this really cool stuff in there. He's like super receptive. Replies to all your stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a great follow. So Man, great I gotta follow Dran- that Dranfield. I'll uh, I'll link him to you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Seems- Thanks. Since you're just getting on there. Danny, what about you? What do you got? Anything? Um, so what I wanted to plug today was Quartermaster. So Quartermaster is an army building software that I've talked about a little bit in the past. Yeah. Um, so um, I believe that there's a small fee for download for it, but the way that it outputs army lists is really easy to read. And I've had a lot of judges comment uh, when I bring up my army list to a tournament or something like that, like how easy it is for them to see exactly what's in my list in a short consolidated format. Um, it has the initial download for the program and then like any other f- open source uh, kind of army builder software you have to download the army files individually um, and so they upload those um, you can also get a professional version where you can make changes to those files which is really nice um, i like being able to update them because sometimes they aren't the fastest in updating like for a new army file it sometimes takes about a month for them to get a new army book uh, a file for that army book which is fine um and then like it, it, so like I can go through with the professional version and go ahead and change like the points values and stuff like that for things that I need to in there um, so that they display correctly according to the new points. Awesome. Nice. Dave, what'd you got? And uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ministop. Um, he is a uh, U.S.-based online retailer for Games Workshop. He offers a standard discount, just the same as uh, Frontline Gaming and other other okay. stores, the retailers, cool. uh, with very reasonable shipping. And he also will uh, get you Forge World stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he will help you get Forge World stuff. That's awesome. Uh, and you can find him at uh, ministomp.com. That's literally it. It's a very simple website. You just send him an email of, of what you're looking for, and, and he'll set you up. And um, cool. You know something? Like, I, I got my um, foot dart army for LVO off of Ministomp. And the reason yeah. I did is because he offered a better discount on uh, direct, GW direct stuff. Oh, cool. Like 15% okay. or something like And that, if 10%. you're following him on Twitter... He he's has a bunch always, of like really he's always doing deals. He's doing uh, he, he calls them spicy deals uh, where he, he'll just well that sounds spicy. It yeah. does. It's because it is. Kinda, <laughs> I mean, like it, where he combines a bunch of stuff for a little while there. Um, he did army lists for people. Oh, cool. Um, where he would say, "I'll build you an army for this much money," and they said, "Okay." And, send and it was a thousand dollars, and it was a really shitty org list. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was forty two hundred orc models at a thousand dollars though. Um, That's a lot. But I mean, I, um, so it was spicy. I, I know for a fact that because, some of our because he discounted the he, dis- totally. he, he discounted the models, but not the paint that you needed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just got a bunch of really cool deals, and you guys should you guys should check him out. And then uh, to wrap it up, I think uh, I think we owe you guys a thank you. Oh, all yeah. of our listeners, all of our yeah, listeners. All of our listeners. Sure. Uh, we hit uh, 500 likes on Facebook, and, and while that you know that's not anything compared to like uh, uh, independent characters or uh, we don't have uh, a Facebook group right. or 
or anything oh. like that. But yeah, I want to thank everyone who's liked the page. Um, yeah. And honestly, the continued support. Uh, what I was talking to Dave and Danny about while we were on break there is what I super appreciate right now is we're getting a ton of really good feedback. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, for I, sure. I mean, even something dumb like someone saying they'd rather listen to fart noises than one of our quote-unquote comedy commercials. I mean, shit, I, I, just, I just played fart noises. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Any feedback well, for me? Not everyone. <laughs> it's probably someone who's fart noises. Probably like the guy's like, it's God like damn a, it, that's not what I meant. I was insulted by those fart noises. Wait, what, uh, if, what if you were like a guy that if you hear fart noises, it just causes diarrhea? Like when you hear somebody herking and it makes you vomit. Oh, I like would just release just, a two-hour podcast of fart noises. If there was just, a can you that's imagine Name it after that guy. Our one listener who's just sitting there like, oh, I'm really enjoying this episode. I can't wait for nights. Oh, is that fart noises? Oh, God. But I, like I said, I really appreciate kind of the communication <laughs> we're getting from you guys. Car. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate the feedback we're getting from you guys and kind of just generally the interaction has been has been really good this past couple of months. So yeah. I want to thank everyone for, for, for that there, for taking the time to, Jesus Christ, message three assholes in Alaska. Yeah, for who, sure. Who talk yeah. really shittily about Warhammer. I think someone said it best where we... we There's we only two talk, of us that talk really shittily about Warhammer. Talk Danny for, talks really well about it, actually. Talk for a long no. time, but we bring him down. This law of averages. Talk for a long time and say nothing. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, that's that's all I've got. So, yeah. you guys all good, Danny? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm great. Uh, Dave, uh, nothing else you want to add there. I'm going to no, add in here so so that we all are on board. Next episode, uh, we're going to be talking about a very recent release from the Black Library. Oh yeah, mm. Mm. from from the very recent year of 2001. So like just yesterday, so just, just before I graduated high school, uh, before most of our <laughs> listeners were born, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about uh, Dan Abnett's kind of classic uh, novel Eisenhorn Xenos, and, and what will hopefully be kind of a, a general talk about the series in general over the next few months. Yep. Um, but very excited about it, Dave and I. We we know points from it. Never actually read it, uh, so we're going to read that, and that's available online in ebook through Black Library. Um, I'm very excited to spend money on the audiobook version. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Which clocks in around nine hours, 42 minutes. Totally so doing like, that myself. Let's uh, go do it. Yeah. I don't know that I actually have time to read it with all the stuff I have to get painted. But there you go. So we can all <laughs> listen to it. So, yeah, next time in two weeks, we're going to be talking about uh, yeah, Eisenhorn. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, so, for my rules, I've been John. I've been Dave. I've been Danny. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>